Oh, oh, hey there. Oh, hey. oh my God. I haven't seen you in uh, years. Yes. No, it's been a while. It's been decades almost. Yeah, like 10 or 12 probably years. That's a decade. How's it going? <laughs> it's been well. Uh, I've been trying to hook up my weird-looking friend with literally anybody. I've had a hard time with it. The friend that you're with right here? Yeah, it's just right here. Hello! You see? You see what the issue is? Sally Field, is that you? That Sally last name. I never understood it. I tried to bring somebody else, but she won't leave. Hello! Well, this is my friend Harry. We should have sex and then regret it later. Oh! I think they're about Harry, to you can't say that. You live with the Hendersons. Oh, no. Well, the Hendersons probably probably could use a quick... He's way. Bigfoot. He's getting away. You can't handle the truth! Classic intro. Classic, yeah. You know it when you see it. What the fuck this is? It's the love laugh. Um, this is the end of February rom com months, and we got our boy Devin on. Aloha. That's a a a mixture between howdy, hello, and uh, aloha. Where did the howdy come in? Yeah. Nobody goes howdy. Well, maybe you don't. Yeah, you're not a real cowboy. Just the Saudis. I don't know. Bad. <laughs> um, ending rom com month. And Lucas. Only and, and that's Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Devin came to Billings for a weekend, for a four day weekend, so he's here chilling with us. It's true. It's Why true. would I lie about that? <laughs> he's lying about it. Imagine. It's in his nature. I'm in, I'm in Atlanta. <laughs> it's my saying. nature to lie? Devin's here in Billings with us. It's an all-man's nature to lie. <laughs> That's true. Just for funsies. This is a little prank. Well, this is the end of rom-com month. Movies. We're doing the masterpiece. Thanks. Yeah, movies. Um, And I've got some questions for you guys. Does that mean shoot? Yeah, it does. That's what the guns do. Okay. Uh, the guns do be shooting. Um, my first question is, do you like ordering something, but it takes, like, forever to order something? Do you, no, you like things on the side. No? No. You like it on top? I like everything mixed together. The side shit is so annoying. If you don't want it, just don't get it. Don't make me yeah. put it in a little cup on the side. You gotta be done eating, Devin. I'm so full. I'll do extra on the side, but I won't do like separately on the side. Like extra. Yeah, that's that's for insane people. Yeah, which one though? (laughs) Having something on the side. Okay. Not that. Or extra. Yeah. When you go to Taco Bell, 
and you order like the hot sauces, do they ever give you enough? Because me personally, they fucking never do. What are you talking about? They like, you want sauces? I say, yeah, I want fire sauce. They give me 19 for That's three items. Not enough. <laughs> I've, yeah, I've and they're in every drawer of every house. Adjectives. They are in every drawer. Gone through like unhealthy, insane, and it's never enough. Because I just, I use like maybe a, I, this is probably bad, but I use like a packet of hot sauce per bite. I think you're the only person that thinks they give you too little sauce. I'm always throwing away fire sauce. Oh, never, dude. More sauce than burrito. Um, my other question is, do you like Mike Wazowski? Who is Mike Was it Harry? Mike Wazowski is a character from Monsters, Inc., you idiot. Well, yeah, I know that. <laughs> what was it, Harry? I'm not supposed to make those connections right now. This is the intro. Oh, well. Yes, he's, he's Harry. I like him. Thank you. There's a yes or no question. Yes. I like it, too. Good. Well, if you answered yes to those, you've come to the right place. This is the good, the bad, the movies. Brandon, Devin. Lucas. Lucas and movies. Lorenz. Ginger, get out of here. Are we going by last names now? He just wants also his last name to be included with it. Uh, Well, today for our... Masterpiece. We watched When Harry Met Sally from 1989. Um, knowing it's a masterpiece, Seth was like, "Well, oh, I thought this was going to be bad. Well, I didn't think it was going to be bad. Just not that good. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. That's fair. I think it's, it's largely considered one of the greatest of the genre. Yes. Yes. Yeah, the birds. Yes. The birds. It is it is often considered the birds. Um, and so before we get into it, we're drinking beers. We're just drinking leftovers from our Super Bowl party last week. We're drinking cold smoke for the ninth time in a row. And I've got Coors Light. The mountains, the mountains are, blue. are blue, like the soul of a hopeless romantic. Mmm. Heard? Man, my hands are really sweaty. Here, let me I'll trade you. You can open my beer, I'll open yours. I feel like Harry was the opposite of romantic. He rejected the idea of love until he had to accept it or lose it. Well, he's only one of the main characters, Devin. He was I'm sorry, God. Sorry, I'm sorry. And in the end, he was. Up, he did. <laughs> but he was a hopeful romantic. Not hopeless. I don't know if there's a difference. Mm. It matter if you get the girl, it's hopeful. If you don't, it's hopeless. Yeah, but then if you're in limbo, it doesn't matter either way, right? Mm, yeah, I thought it always referred if to if you die. It he's he's without a hope. He's always going to be a romantic. Yeah. Are you a romantic, Lucas? Of course. I think all of us are probably. We're doing a podcast talking about films. You know, it's a big romantic <laughs> thing to do. Specifically, rom coms right now. Yeah. We have a whole month dedicated to it. Like, something dedicated to the arts like this is romantic in nature. And we're all, like, gung-ho about it. True. Every one of us. You podcasters don't get to listen, listen, but we have a orgy after every episode. That's on the YouTube series. Yeah. Yeah, So if you tune into the video. Good incentive. Mm -hmm. Very romantic. (laughs) Just see Devin's three-foot penis from (laughs) Seth's dream last night, Lucas. Interesting. Yeah. To say the least. To say the what least, Freud yeah. would say. 
that he would say interesting <laughs> stroking he his would. chin. <laughs> As a skeleton. He a small chin. <laughs> skeleton, skeleton Freud in the grave right now. <laughs> well, he's, he's, had, he's got a soul patch, though. Yeah. Interesting. interesting. I'm drinking Gatorade Zero over here. Ooh, oh, white cherry. White cherry. Um, is that glacier cherry? Glacier cherry. Nice. Yeah, it's a good that's flavor. That's the best one. You ready to get into it, guys? Yeah. Okay. Our director today is Rob Reiner. You know the name? Mm, I do. I do. I know the name. Um, he's done things such as this is Spinal Tap. He did. He did the sure thing. He did mm-hmm. Stand by Me. Ooh. That's he a movie. The Princess Bride. Ooh. What? Ooh, good for him. He did Misery. Yo, you read Stephen King novels? Mm-hmm. Misery by Stephen King, one of his most That's famous novels. What? That can't be because I've read. I feel like I've read most of his famous ones. Yeah, Misery is one of the very most. famous. So oh, famous. Fuck. And then it was so made into a movie famous. and won Oscars. God damn it. Um, he also yeah, did a spoiler. I think he I'm all... a reader until I realize I'm not a reader. <laughs> he also did A Few Good Men. He did. Huge That's Oscar film. Yeah, we have a quote in our theme and... song from it. Yeah. Because we're all. Oh, no. That you can't handle the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Written yeah. by Aaron Sorkin. It's interesting because. A lot of these movies are kind of launching points for really successful writers. Case in point mm-hmm. with this one. Um, you've also got North. You've got Ghosts of Mississippi. The Bucket List. Um, he directed Ghosts. And LBJ. He did, he did fall off. He's also a pretty wonderful actor as well. Yeah, Rob he Reiner. is. Um, He's a dad on New Girl. Yep. Oh, okay. I know who that is then. I was trying I to figure him. out who it was when I saw his picture and I was like, oh, he's the dad on... A new girl. You're right. The Wolf of Wall Street. He is also yeah. the dad in Wolf of Wall Street. And new girl. And new girl, yeah. Yeah, and, he's, and he falls in love with uh, Caitlin Olsen, who's D from It's Always Sunny. Oh, and that's married. And I hardly rind her. That's true. <laughs> don't rhyme a girl you true. don't know. I thought it was just Reiner. No, but he said Past tense. Oh, okay. You got rhymed. You got rhymed. On 105.9. The fuck? Sex FM. Yes. And then a writer today. Inside Joe's <laughs> Like you said, a big notorious writer. Nora Ephron. Paula. A director in her own right after the fact. Mm-hmm. Um. She has written things such as Silkwood. What? I just remembered something. We'll talk about it later. Okay. Um, she's also done Cookie. This Cookie. is My Life. Sleepless in Seattle. Ooh. Michael. You've got me. Michael. Yeah, what about Michael? It's a funny, way to, funny thing to say. <laughs> True. That was a joke in elementary school. And it landed with Mike Michael. Michael in our yeah, exactly. It was in our friend group. And he was like we liked him, but he was kind of a nerd. So if a like a basketball went flying, we we're like, Michael, and we do it like sitcom y and he'd like, Okay, and he'd go and get it every <laughs> die. And so it kind of was bullying. No, he wouldn't die, Lucas. He'd die. Die laughing. Like, go with me. 
Yeah, you have a heart attack. Michael and then pancreatitis out of nowhere. With a knife. <laughs> Look out, pancreatitis has the knife. Oh, I was thinking his pancreas was so blamed because of a knife. No, there's a disease that's taken corporeal form and he's gonna get you. It's poisoned. Poison knife. There's a poison knife carried by pancreatitis but that literally. gives you heart attacks. Yeah, I think she's also an author. She, I think she writes novels as well. No she does. Fun. I wanted to bring this up. Like, in the modern day, to be a successful author, it's almost like a prerequisite to have a, a book adapted to a film. So is it like, at that point, is there even such a thing as a successful novelist? Or is it really just a successful screenwriter? Like, is, um, no, is our novels a dying art? That may be true, but I also think there are a lot of successful novelists who who write stuff that doesn't even come close to the screen as well. Like, I think David Thomas Foster Pynchon Wallace. didn't have anything for a long time. David Foster Wallace, yeah, he died, though. He's not successful. Uh, Just kidding. He died. <laughs> He's very well, successful. He's successful if you're dead. Um, Don DeLillo just got his first not one of his novels made into a movie and he's considered one of the greatest novelists he, that was the White Noise movie which actually sucked White Noise sucked but Ooh, no. the book's pretty Marina's, good Marina's favorite author right now is just having a movie come out for Colleen Hoover mm-hmm. that's her favorite author at the moment but um, the last two writer things that I had for Nora Ephron were Bewitched and Julia and Julia Clippers. She makes chick flicks. Mm-hmm. She does. But a lot of these chick flicks are like really good. <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on, Brandon. You can't even get through without laughing. Yeah, I choke. They are good. That much. Yeah. yeah, they are good. Um, and then a cast. You got Billy Crystal. That is my favorite. B Christ. Do people call him B Christ often? They yeah. do. Sorry. Yeah. I was diehard fans too. I was left out of that. Yeah, because you're not. They love Die Hard. <laughs> it's people that love Die Hard call them Chris. <laughs> they do. Um, you got Meg Ryan. Woo. So hot. I've Jesus. Never seen her in my life. Is Jesus Meg Ryan though. Sally. Yes. Yeah. Dude, Sally was so fucking hot. Dude, yeah. what? Was she really like? Girls looked like that. I don't know. Don't care to know. I just want Sally. <laughs> just want her. <laughs> you just want Sally. Anytime, any day, but preferably 1989. <laughs> I mean, Meg Ryan was a huge name at this time. You know what would be really sad? Watching this movie, having this huge crush, and then looking her up nowadays, and she just looked like Betty White. Peg Ryan. What's the beauty of love? Yeah. Didn't you watch the movie? All those, all those interviews? Mm, I hope I'm dead before I'm old, honestly, before I'm wrinkly. <laughs> the the beauty of youth. You could be in charge of that, I think. <laughs> bad, bad joke. That's the third option. That's my favorite third option. Um, and then the other cast, you got bad Carrie joke. Fisher in her third appearance on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, a guy, a guy in my class, he dated her. Yeah, he was on Seinfeld. That. He was Bob Cobb. It's crazy. We got through all the fun facts. Who, who else did that. he date? Wait, he, he, he did a clean close. She was the friend. She's, so she's, um, was she the one she's who Maureen. Star Wars. Was she the one who tried to get with the married guy? 
Yeah, and then end yep. up with Jess by the end of it. Mm. Yeah, my classmate dated her. You she know, was Princess Leia. If it was Sally, I'd be like, whoa! Oh, get the fuck out of here. Princess, Carrie Fisher? Drop the hut, Princess Leia? Slave Leia? I, I haven't seen it in so long. I'm just basing it off of what I've seen in this movie. Literally the three main people that I've said. He's like, is that that person? Of course it's the three main characters. Other than that, you've got Bruno Kirby. That is Jess, the male best friend. Is that the one in Mario's Super Smash Bros.? No. That, like, mm-hmm. eats the other one? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. It is. Um, and then you've got Stephen Ford, Lisa Jane Persky, Michelle Nicastro, and Gretchen Palmer. Yeah. And Louis Armstrong. Well, he wasn't a cast member, but I guess so. He was involved. That is beautiful. That unidentified voice from earlier, the Christmas. I, I hate him. Harry Connick Jr. I hate saw him. In the opening I hate him with my heart and soul. That's fair. Yeah. Harry Connick Jr.? Yeah. I love Harry Connick Jr. Mm-hmm. And Carrie Fisher. Too Harry Connick. Not enough Jr. <laughs> but he's a Harry. Um, sounds very pedo. And then a plot. It does. It does. <laughs> um, Harry and Sally have known each other for years and are very good friends, but they fear sex would ruin their friendship. That, I, I don't know if I agree with that. It's not a thing. That is the plot. Argue that is the plot of the film. The bad plot. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like that's not how that worked out, how that shook out. I think they wrote it poorly. <laughs> I, I see what Devin's saying. It's more about them finding like friendship in each other versus them like actively debating the whole movie. Should we fuck? Should we not? Is that what you're kind of getting at? That is at? true. Yeah, it just seems like it wasn't very sex centric. Like they weren't worried about the whole. Like at the beginning, it was like we can't be friends because we have sex. But I, I don't know. I don't know. The like word fear just doesn't seem like. It fits in the plot. Yeah, like rewrites the goal in this kind of uh, context. Sure. Sustained. Yeah. Sustained. Thanks. And then some history for you guys. When Harry Met Sally is a 1989 American romantic comedy drama film. The story follows the title characters from the time they meet in Chicago, um, just before sharing a cross-country drive through 12 years of chance encounters in New York City. The film addresses but does not resolve the questions along the lines of, can men and women ever just be friends? Ideas for the film began when Rob Reiner divorced his then-wife, Penny Marshall. (laughs) An interview from Nora Ephron conducted with Reiner provided the basis for Harry. Sally was based on Ephron and some of her friends. And Crystal came on board and made his own contributions to the screenplay, making Harry funnier. Efron supplied the structure of the film with much of the dialogue based on the real-life friendship between Rob Reiner and Billy Crystal. Um, Columbia Pictures released When Harry Met Sally in selected cities, letting word of mouth generate interest, but gradually expanding distribution. In early 2004, the film was adapted for the uh, stage production starring Luke Perry and Allison Hannigan. In 2022, the film was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as being culturally, historically, and in this case, aesthetically significant. So that's another one to add to the books. It was only aesthetically significant? Put on the Voyager probe. 
I don't know about the aesthetic looking. What did you say about Voyager Probe? I say it seems like one of the movies we should put on the Voyager Probe. Mm. It seems fundamentally to, human. They need a, the aliens need to learn the human language first. And then immediately get into when Harry met Sally. Also, the, the whole fuel situation. Do you think they put a Bible on the Voyager? Did that happen? No. They only put a marble shake that said, here's for you, Zorp Torben. They did. <laughs> they did. They did. Do you think aliens, because, like, statistically, aliens should exist, right? Do you think the concept of love exists in sentient... Not even close. ...alien civilizations if they are as sentient as we are and have the same neurons firing to release like the oxytocin and the endorphins and the, I mean, the other that's a lot of that's alien. a lot of happenstance well it's only like two happenstances oxytocin or tocin or however you want to say it or however you're supposed nope. to say it i know how i will well, have oxytocin to have receptors that accept oxytocin nope they're they're all connected by electricity and they're all one thing they don't know <laughs> Which is its own kind of love that we're not privy to. So we're right. really the idiots in this. I was just imagining so I've been saying all along. Voyager, the aliens find that and being like, what the fuck? <laughs> These guys are idiots. <laughs> no, they're like pissed because they're like, why are they the chosen ones? They don't even have, they can't even go anywhere. They're stuck. But then they try the marble shake and it's all changed. Right. <laughs> they're like, yeah, they, they are the chosen ones. Yeah. They try that. Uh, His name is Zorptorb, the guy that reads the Bible. <laughs> this is for me. His name is Zorro. What's, what's the shake at McDonald's? That's what's the next the shamrock shake? Yeah, they tried a shamrock shake. I think we're still on history. No, history's done. Oh. Let's get into the movie. It's budget time. Oh, shit. Okay. Guess that time. Budget time. Budget time. Guess the time. Budget time. That was a, a even more started small kind of. Yeah, they like, yeah. Budget. Can't say it's guess the time. In a, in a tumbless fashion. That was the I'm, movie. You should have been on Budget the time. I'm going to guess this only cost $17 million to make. Those are some crazy faces. But okay. saw, I'm pretty sure I saw that on The Exorcist. <laughs> $17 million is my. Here's my guess. Lock it up. Devin? It did a crime. I'm saying for these big names and to get Louis Armstrong, this is a $32 million film. Okay. Seth? I'm going to, I have my reasoning for this. I'm going to say $18 million. And the reason is I was going to say $15 million. And Luke has kind of preemptively prices right at me. And I don't think it's going to be below that. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah. You know, I'll say 20. I'll give him some breathing room. One of you guys is so close. It's 16 million. Pimp. You should have said 15. Mm-hmm. I almost said 16. <laughs> Maybe just in that area. And then... Budget King reigns again. Budget King. So I guess double the budget. Yeah. That's okay. That's not bad. Only sixteen million off's not bad. And then <laughs> it's not a rich people thing to say. We have been off by like a hundred million before. And then opening weekend, how much do we think this made? Reverse order. Seth, you're starting. What do you guys think Lucas is gonna say? <laughs> <laughs> um 
I'll say thirty-two million. That was a that was a good mm-hmm. guess. I think just in the wrong okay. Place. So I have some reasoning here, here right? Oh shit. So in the history, you said that Columbia was this opening weekend. Columbia Pictures, yes. Columbia Pictures 12. released this in Wait, select. Seven, you're changing to twelve. Yeah, I thought it was total. Okay, so your, Columbia Pictures released this in select regions, letting word of mouth spread the idea of the film. So I'm guessing like opening herpes. weekend it was quite small. So I'm saying this movie spread like herpes. Five hundred thousand. Okay, low, which is below a million, okay. worse than wildfires. So. I go five hundred and one thousand, Brandon. <laughs> yeah, God damn it! One of you guys is so close. Our winner today is Lucas. God damn it. It's 1.1 million. Damn. Did you? I was going to guess like 800,000, but I wanted to be the nefarious one for once. (laughs) But it was low. It was low. I I, I had the same line of reasoning you did. Wait, am I the nefarious one? Oh, of course. Yeah. Little little guy. (laughs) My my little dude. He was at home. I am pouting. He's <laughs> at home. Tune into the YouTube. He's going like this. Fears at home. He's going like this. <laughs> Tune into the YouTube at 26. The finger pyramid thing where you go pinky to thumb in order from each digit to the yeah, next. Or just tune into the YouTube at 26. Don't to watch the, the nefarious pouting. The nefarious boy pouting scheme. Fuck. Don't write that down. <laughs> and then Lucas. Um, U.S. and Canada. Total. <sighs> 80 million. Seven? 150 million dollars. That's high. This was cute. It was it cute. cute. It was cute. 200 million, Brandon. God that damn. 46. Not that cute. <laughs> <laughs> not that cute. Not that cute. Our winner today is Lucas. Fuck, dude. 93.1. This guy is unchained, unfettered, and unbridled. Between I'm on Fetterman. Between all four of them, he's only been off by a total of like fifteen million. Whew. You know, That's there's that idea sense. of like make a dragon want to retire, man. But they're so specific; it's not a superpower. Maybe yeah. Lucas's superpower is being able to guess the budget. Of Often the film. is within five to ten million. <laughs> only and celebrity heights. I'm really good at celebrity heights as well. That's an interesting one because I would how tall is how tall is Owen Wilson? Eight feet tall, easy. Oh, <laughs> he's 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 six one. Let's see. I'm always within two inches. I'm always within two feet. He's 5'10". I'm out. How tall is that? He's 5'10". Lucas figured it out. Don't don't Google anything. I'm close. Three (laughs) inches. (laughs) And then we're finishing. Worldwide. Seth. Uh, 200 million. You know, yeah, sure. I'm down. I'm in the hole already. I got a sweep. Five hundred and thirty million dollars. He's in the same hole on that. I'm just gonna say a hundred and five million. A hundred and five. I don't think rom coms play all that well outside of America in the '80s. I don't know. I don't think Billy Crystal plays That's well my outside guess. the U.S. But Meg winner... Ryan translates across the world. Our winner today is Lucas. I'm gonna, God damn it! I'm gonna eat my own. Ninety-three point three. It only made two hundred thousand outside the U.S. and Canada. That's crazy. It's not fair. Lucas has a superpower. Gimmicks? Yeah. Yeah. Also, Owen Wilson's 5'10". He already said that. Established. Wait, who said that? Lucas. Lucas. Oh, shit. It's hard to hear past the echo. I'm sorry. I offered to take it. Echo. It's okay. I 
I feel like don't add like echo, like Lucas. Samaritan. I feel like a martyr. That's what yeah. you want to say. This when when, when cats met facts. <laughs> no, it's tagline time. <laughs> Shit. Oh, that was a good. When the tag met the line. You're the tagline guy. Oh, I'm the tagline guy. Tag. Okay, all right, all right, yeah. Historically. It's that. I, we've needed you since it's been me because I'm horrible. There are two here. No. Separated by the hyphen. Can two friends sleep together and still love each other in the morning? <laughs> it, maybe the epic, the, the epic voice isn't good for rom-coms. It makes it a hundred times better, though. I, I lost him. <laughs> so silly. <laughs> um, can men and women be friends or does sex always get in the way the age old adage <laughs> the intense action voice Devin you can't keep eating more food on the podcast well, yeah, I'm not this is the, I, these are you enemies. brought these from home yeah <laughs> I, you know, oh, see oh. <laughs> I, <laughs> uh, I have a diagnosed illness, and this fruit by the foot has been prescribed to me by a pharmacist, which is not you. <laughs> I understand that you're a pharmacist. Can it's they prescribe? Someone in Mexico. I can, I can prescribe a couple things, but not fruit by the foot. Can you prescribe a better tagline for this movie? Nice Ooh. transition there. No. If Woody Allen had a heart, had a soul. Mmm, not bad. This wasn't directed by Woody Allen, was it? No, it's Rob Reiner. We already did that. All right, all right. He's uh, the dad and family guy. Woody Allen? No. <laughs> Rob <laughs> Reiner. Okay. Also nice. Wait, he's up. Peter Griffin? He's Peter Griffin. He is. And he wrote this. <laughs> he, Peter no, he directed it. He did not write Writer this. <laughs> and all of that is also wrong and lies. Well, don't fall for the nefarious one's lies. The nefarious one needs to go back to pouting and not <laughs> spitting misinformation. I, first off, I don't even think I lie that much. Much. Second off, I don't know any better taglines than the ones he wrote. Also, lean back and eat that. Um, Lucas lies more than I do. Lucas did have a pretty good one. That was his cat's fat. No, when, if Woody Allen had a heart. Oh, I didn't see any hull, but I'll take your word. That's a good one. When Derry met Salami. <laughs> what? Like a like, like a charcuterie like board, like cheese, meat, yeah. cheese like tray. a sandwich. That's yep. what this is. You're pitching a sandwich to me. That's not a movie. That's food. <laughs> like a special <laughs> at a snack store. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, All when right. they met chocolate, they met breakfast. I think. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. When I think, peanut I butter think met breakfast. Wait, wait, wait. We're forgetting the tagline that Lucas came up with in the group chat. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. When yeah. Harry's dick met Sally's ass. Yeah. Which was unprompted. Which so was... I'm stealing quotes now. Yeah, oh, I'm so sorry. That was one of my quotes. I just really like the idea of Lucas going through his day and just, like, stopping. He's, like, walking through a hall, and he stops, and he's like, yeah. When Harry's dick 
and Sally's ass. I have to. I think it was like a minute before we had a tip off at our, one of our games. Just fired that off. <laughs> you're mid coach. You're just like, yeah. I have to send this. I, I, in the middle of work, I'll have these ideas. When I send screenshots of my notes app to you guys, I'm like, what about this stupid sketch idea? Yeah, that's like me riffing for a little bit, leaving my table, going to the corner and screenshotting, and then sending to you, like in the middle of the day. I'm at work all the time. Hell yeah, yeah. Well, that's Working it. man. It's facts time, and when cats met the facts, <laughs> is amazing. It's good. I think we have to go with it. Yeah, I think so. I don't. I, Billy Faxel. What was that? Billy Faxel. No, I like when cats met the facts better. What about? Meg Factian. <laughs> Meg Factian. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's got some legs. Meg Factian. She do. <laughs> Motion. Aye. Denied. Denied. It's two two. You need a majority. So. When cap. Motion. No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll pass it. I'll second. Cat. All right. We should get her in here for a time. <laughs> when the cats met the facts. Most women at one time or another have faked it. Well, they haven't faked it with me. How do you know? You don't think that I can tell a difference? Oh. Ooh. Are you okay? Oh. Oh God. Ooh. Oh God. Oh. Oh God. Oh yeah, right there. Oh. 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 Oh God. Oh. Yes. 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 Oh. Oh. Oh yes. Yes. I'll have what she's having. Devin cannot stop eating and moving during our fucking pauses. During his life. A while. <laughs> I forgot what this was. I thought it was an eating show. I thought it was a camel. This is a podcast. I thought it was a mukbang. You're doing a great job at both, just so you know. <laughs> Thank you, You're doing a good job. <laughs> just coddling. <laughs> Nice. So what are these facts all about? There's a lot of cracks when opening a Coors Light can. A lot of squeaks as well. Are you surprising amount of squeaks? These squeak more satisfying than the last. That's the their, squeakle. That's Coors' tagline. Billy Squeaksful. <laughs> all right, my first fact for you guys is that the segment of married Meth. couples telling the story. Billy Crystal Meth? <laughs> Strand. Um, the segments of married couples telling the stories of how they met are real stories that Rob, uh, that director Rob Reiner collected for the film. Then they hired actors to relay the stories. That makes sense. They're cute as that. Cute AF. Cute as all get up. As, uh... Next one. According to writer Nora Ephron, the infamous I'll have what she's having line was actually <laughs> suggested by Billy Crystal. Um, Nora Ephron credited Meg Ryan 
not only with the idea of faking an orgasm in the restaurant scene, but also with the idea of setting it in a restaurant in the first place. So that kind of wasn't even in the script. They just ran with it. It was pretty obvious, I think, once they laid it out there. A great line, nonetheless. One of, all right, one of my fruit of the foots fell in the rest of the wrappers, and I had to find it. <laughs> like Peter There's like seven it. snack wrappers behind you. I think seven might be an understanding. <laughs> I don't um, know if this was the first usage of the... I'll have what she's having either. I thought it was a way older uh, phrase, I guess. I, I thought so too. It was. I think it might have been even. It was just used to perfection here. Yeah, probably. This, like, this is a direct quote from this film. Like, yeah. it's registered for this film. Like, I'm sure people are using it, but that's the first time it was used as like a sure. like a joke as a punchline. It seems like maybe it was before. This is the same that has like an etymology that like tracks to a different language or something because it's so old. It does seem like a classic, like just timeless thing. But there's, I forget the old adage or adage. I don't know which way it sounds. Adage. 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 So the old adage. Adage um, challenging. But there's a difference between like an innovator, somebody that makes something for the first time, and it's a classic when somebody does something that's been tried and true and they do it the perfect way. This, this is Larry Bird versus Steph Curry debate. Yeah, I guess. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's a good way to analogize. What What do you home. What do you think about that resident sports guy? Mm. Um, Steven Tornado here. I would have to say that they both are great singers, but Steph Curry definitely perfected the vibrato. Also a good analogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it actually really was. Yeah. Um, okay, next fact. The orgasm scene was filmed at Cat's Deli, an actual restaurant on New York's East Houston Street. The table at which the scene was filmed now has a plaque on it, which reads, Where Harry Met Sally. Hopefully, hopefully you had what she had. Ooh, that's pretty funny. That's The Impractical Jokers did a shift there, I remember. At oh, Cat's really? Deli. Yeah, I have another note about the Impractical Jokers Jesus later on, Christ. believe it or not. You have another Impractical Jokers note? Yes, I do. I mean, the book's we'll... kind of cool. But the rest of that fact isn't very fun. Just be like, this was shot in a real restaurant. Okay. I feel like a lot of movies have done that. A lot of things are on a set. No, not movies. Not rom-coms. Not movies. They love shooting that shit on location. A movie would never. A movie? They movie. wouldn't. Um, next They're one. too shy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody to see me. That's why <laughs> it didn't do well overseas. The film is based on director Rob Reiner's experiences post-divorce and as a single man. Coincidentally, he met his current wife during the making of this film. Oh. You know what? That's really cute. That's cute. Because I'm imagining it the same as how this film Yeah, it's probably like when Rob, when Rob met Naomi. <laughs> That's my coworker's name, and she loves this movie. That's my sister's middle name. Ooh. Oh my god, there's so many Naomi's in our lives. That was my great grandma's name. Boo. Emily Cunningham. Boo. No, that's my cousin. No, that's your grandma. Boo. Boo. <laughs> Quit booing my great grandma Naomi. No, I'm booing Emily now. Boo. <laughs> yeah. 
I believe in your grandma. I, dude, I really hope we never get viral. Because, like, if We're millions of, and millions of people listen to this, you got to imagine one's going to track down Emily Cunningham. Yeah, because you keep saying it. <laughs> that was our first, first episode. First and last name. So, Billings. First episode, that Devin roasted her. Oh my I did not roast her. I just, you I just outed her. I stated empirical facts. You did out her. And by happenstance, a, it was my cousin. By happenstance. Out of her sexual, sexuality. It's a woman's no. choice. It, yeah, she was sexually a wolf. <laughs> yeah. And it's, okay, she has the right to tell people that. Facts. In sheep's clothing. Yeah, I think she was still wearing wolf clothes. She was a sheep in wolf's clothing. Next fact. Next fact. Uh, Movies. Sally's picky and crazy eating habits were put into the movie after director our director Rob Reiner saw Nora Ephron ordering her food um, in the same way that Sally does. When Reiner brought this up, Ephron stated, I just want it that way. I want it. A line which was put into the movie. So, yeah, I want it. That's, that seems pretty pretty funny. She seems like a pretty type A badass bitch, so. Yeah. I can see her telling the waiter, hey, bucko, all the salad. Some creative film like this and and makes you wonder how actually creative people are or how based off of their current and real life. Well, that's what he Yeah, I think. That's what I was just thinking. I think it adds a lot of layers of reality to it. I think it's pretty hard to just make up a whole new reality and get it as close to real life as you can. Well, as this movie is obviously based in a lot of reality. You very know what I'm saying? Yeah. And very dialogue heavy would tell It's more genuine, authentic feel. I feel like it's yeah. very hard to make a dialogue movie or a dialogue heavy movie good and they did it. Yeah. Uh, next fact. The challenge. Before deciding on the title when Harry met Sally, Ephron, Reiner, and <clears throat> Andrew Scheinman considered just friends, playing melancholy baby, Ooh. boy meets girl, blue moon, words of love, it had to be you, Harry, yeah. this is Sally, and how they met. So this is alternate titles for the movie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I like the melancholy one. Feels pretty good. Yeah, I didn't I understand why like it had to be you better. But what about playing melancholy baby? <laughs> playing melancholy baby. Maybe drop exactly. the baby. Where'd the baby come don't from? Don't drop baby. Don't drop the baby. I don't know what to do. Oh, who's dropping babies don't, here? Don't get off the counter. Out here. Um, baby. Oh, I'm going to drop you. Watch no, out, baby. Time. Yeah. Um, I had to be you. It's also pretty good. I think that like is invoking Annie Hall. I love invoking um, because that was one of the songs that so Diane Keaton sings in Annie Hall. Oh, Had to be you. Yeah. Isn't that a Don't. song? Don't. Yes. Say no. Correct. Uh, That's correct. Next one. <laughs> Once again, Reiner, Efron, and Scheinman chose beautiful locations to highlight the character's lack of insight. Harry and Sally are as blind to romance as they are to the love growing between them. The same logic was used for Harry's apartment. The windows overlook the Empire State Building. It could be either the loveliest or loneliest view in the world. Wow, that's true. They're at a museum, too. A lot of cool places. And they didn't even. They're at a park once. 
Just each other. They were at a park once. Um, three more. Really? Potential actors and roles in this. Tom Hanks turned down the role yeah. of Harry as he thought the film was too lightweight. And um, he did like a trillion things with Meg Ryan. That was like the did. thing. And he would do him um, later as well. Yeah. Michael Keaton and Albert Brooks were also considered. Um, Who's Rob Albert Reiner. Brooks? Albert Brooks. He's Michael Keaton. He is in Drive. <laughs> he was the voice of Marlon in Finding Nemo. Oh. oh, the voice of Marlon. He's a weird looking dude. He's a comedian, I guess. Um, Rob Reiner originally wanted Susan Day to play Sally Albright. When she turned down the part, he approached Elizabeth Perkins, hmm. Elizabeth McGovern, and Molly Ringwald. Ooh. But then Meg Ryan started lobbying for hard for the part and got it eventually. She got it. She got it. She got it. I feel like this movie was casted really well. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't imagine Tom Hanks in this role. Yeah, I don't think he's deadpan enough. Just watch You've Got Mail. Or Sleepless in Seattle. Or Sleepless in Seattle. Two yeah, other Rob Mail. That's the part in Blue's Clues. <gasps> you just got a lad. Um, penultimate one. <laughs> what if Blue's Clues is in this? Yeah. <laughs> Blue <laughs> from Blue's Steve Clues. Was <laughs> no, he can't. He's bald. What if Joe was? He's up to college or something. Steve. Yeah. Not <laughs> the old Steve. The new Steve. New Steve is Joe. Penultimate fact. An ultimate fact. Yeah. <laughs> when Harry Met Sally was ranked number six on AFI's list of the ten greatest films in the rom-com genre. Ooh, those those Affy boys, American Film Institute, they did and it. And it had Affy's number thirty-three movie quote of all time. I'll have what she's having. Ooh, yeah. Was number thirty-three all time. What was number one? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. There's no way, dude. I like in day-to-day life. I'll have what she's I don't think had I, or all, all what ha- it, it feels like it had more of a cultural impact than frankly my I don't know if it's necessarily a cultural impact list. Could just be in well, terms yeah. of quality. Other like ones that are up quality, there it has a cultural impact. Other ones that are up there are like Rosebud, um Here's Looking at You Kid, uh, um most, Yeah, it's a whole Father. mix of stuff. Impactful moments. The ones that hit the hardest, and the number one thing that hit the hardest was I don't even care. That was frankly, the my dear. One. I don't. I don't. Uh, frankly, my dear, fuck that. you. Yeah, I'm getting on a plane and I'm out of here because I, I I'm going to prove how much I don't care. I'm moving. I don't know how that movie goes. What <laughs> movie is that? Casablanca. It's in no, Casablanca. That's the wind, but you were talking about Casablanca. Yeah, I get them mixed up. Because I thought they were the same thing. I hate when and... things are gone with the wind. They really I'm lost what that movie's the about. Things. They lost their umbrella. <laughs> okay, anyways, ultimate fact. Hair is all messed up. Ultimate fact is awards. Oof. Let's do it. Nominated for one Oscar for best screenplay for Nora Ephron, but it didn't win. Good for her. The BAFTAs, it did win for best original screenplay. I mean, it was nominated for best film. Uh, um, American Comedy Awards, it won... Funniest Actress in a Motion Picture. It won Funniest nice. Actor in a Motion Picture. And was nominated for Funniest Supporting Actress. Nominee for Casting Society of America. Best Casting in a Film. Hey, we love the American Casting nice. Society. Nothing. He drops on you. He's picking it up. Um, Keep going, Brandon. Director's Guild. 
nominated for Outstanding Directorial Achievement and Golden Globes, or actually Writers Guild nominated for Best Screenplay and Golden Globes nominee for Best Motion Picture Comedy or Musical, Best Director, Meg Ryan, Billy Crystal, and Best Screenplay. It didn't win anything, though. It, I was just going to ask. It didn't win anything? Not at the Golden it, Globes or the Oscars. I want to back it did. Okay, okay. It seemed like a pretty universally acclaimed um, example of the screenplay. It seems like that was its biggest strength and what people kind of celebrated at the time. I mean, the acting was great. I loved the directing. I loved a lot of the camera work. Yeah. If I had to say one winner comes out of this movie, I would say it's it's Nora. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, from the, you know, select mu- movies I've seen from this, movies, movies I've seen from this era, they're all a lot more dialogue heavy. And this one's still, even in the ones I've seen, kind of a heavy hitter. It hits heavy. Yeah. Breathe heavy. It's a song. You wouldn't get it. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't get that. Yeah. You don't know how to breathe. All right. Asthma happening. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Sorry. We're not counting down. We're getting into the movie. Yes, we are. Let's just get into the movie. All right. Good idea, Brandon. As What's up with Nicole Kidman these days? I was going to ask you. You keep coming up with a crazy new thing that she's in. She was actually shrunk into a baby. She's a rug rat. What? She's not in the show. Somebody just hit her with one of those de-ageifying rays recently. It was in the under a rug? She is a rat. Yeah. This just lives under rugs. They were pranking her. They weren't, like, wrapping her up in it or anything. They're just, here you go. They lift it up, and she's like, well, that's probably where I should go. <laughs> yeah, so find her home. A rat, but she also got shrunk. Yeah. Well, no, she could be a human-sized rat. What is this, a Star Wars special? <laughs> what am I, B. Arthur singing a song to a rat and buying all his drinks? No. No. It's not me. It's Nicole Kidman. Don't what do, do you it. Think about yeah. Nicole? Like, are you asking what I think about Nicole or what I think about the proportions of rats of humans that are turning? Probably that. What do you think, without any context, what do you think happened to Nicole between last week and this week? Between last week and this week, I I would say that that Nicole got into a racial argument that that involved her being turned into a proportionally correctly sized rat that is only able to live on rugs, which severely limits her area of living. So she does she look like a rat or is she rat sized Nicole Kidman? No, she just looks like a normal ass rat. Does she have like blonde hair? No, just like a new just like a New York City hat. Just rat. <laughs> just got like a pork pie hat on. <laughs> it kinda makes sense. Didn't we try and drown her last week actually? <laughs> we back yeah, I think Nazi we did try and drown her last week. Which we always people drown rats. Yeah, they put them in bags and throw them in the river. Is she still married to Nicole Kidman in this rat thing? What? Married to Keith Urban. Sorry. I don't even, I don't know who that is. It depends on if you believe in true love or not, which I think you're better off. Is what this yeah. movie is all about. Exactly. In the Holocaust. That's also what this movie is about. 
All right, I think we nailed it. So she's a rat-sized rat. Living on rugs. And she's a detective with a little derby hat. Wears a little hat. She's still married to Keith Urban. Okay. Is that like a Sherlock Holmes hat? It's like the round one you wear when you're betting on horses. Like the old pressy, the press oh, ones yeah, when you're yeah, like, yeah, sir, yeah. and they're, they're yeah. holding up notepads instead of mics because yeah. it's yeah. okay. I got you. Yeah, it's those ones even like. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get to these fuckers meeting. Jazzy oh, intro credit to start it. Devin immediately. Classy. Went, I hate intro credits. Oh, not this kind, Devin. Wrong, wrong. What do you mean this kind? It's a black screen with a bunch of white text. It's classy. This is better than a lot of what we've seen. It's about as classy as a gravestone. I don't like looking at gravestones. I didn't like it either. I just get into the movie. Let's get into the movie. Like, how can you look at that and be like, this is good content. I'm just looking at Comic Sans font of different people's names. Imagine Comic Sans. You guys are out of your fucking minds. (laughs) Thanks. It's the classiest shit I've ever been involved in. Sets the mood. You get in here, you think, ooh, I'm not going to see Justin Timberlake fucking shitting with a boner on the toilet. This is going to be this is going to be a movie. You know what I'm saying? Look, if I went to the theater and I just watched like 20 minutes of trailers for different movies that I didn't come to see and will never come back to see because they're all garbage. Just get me back into the movie. Don't do more of a teaser with the opening credits. Just jump in. Or at least make it a teaser. Respecting its elders. Like, show me some scenery. Show me something. You're yeah, a cinematographer. Why did your movie okay, black screen white text? That's exactly. Paced well, you don't need an introduction opening credits if you have a good paced movie. Because if you start I, off it's, off the bat with a ton of action anyway, it's already going to be a bad movie regardless of the opening credits. So fuck them regardless. Get them out of here. Like no. Think of yeah, hard to disagree. I think this is a nod to film history. This is this is talking back to Woody Allen. This is Annie Hall. This is in Manhattan. This is the classic New York romantic story. We don't need the fucking whatever you guys are talking about. This is a classy joint, you guys. You go to this with your date. You maybe get a martini afterwards. You don't fucking eat hot fries and fruit by the foot on the fucking podcast. You're sitting down with your corn cob pipe and you're watching a real movie. I don't want to be at that classy joint. Yeah. Yeah, get out of here. Get out of my theater. Yeah. You're only wearing shoes. We have a dress code here. We're showing when Harry met Sally. You can see Transformers 900 down the street. I don't want to see that. I just want to, I want to see, see Harry Met Sally, not Harry Met Sally's credits on a black fucking screen. Yeah, if Part I of care it. enough about who wrote it, then I'll watch after. If you did a good enough job to entice me into learning, they know. I will take the time to learn afterwards. They know. I don't need to know before. People it deserve their the respect and credit. No. I don't care about that. It's just the suspense uh, of disbelief is broken right away, and you're like, oh, and here's this really famous guy you know personally in your day-to-day life. Not personally, Some, but you know what I mean. You see him daily in the news because you follow films and all these actors and everything. But if you get in the movie not knowing and not right. knowing anybody's names, you're like, okay, this is my suspense of disbelief is still there. I can still pretend this is all real and hang out. But you get these credits and you're, you're very aware that everything in front of you is like well-constructed to trick you. And in the back of your mind, you're like, I'm being tricked the whole time. I'm looking at Maybe it Maybe I'm art. paranoid. Maybe I've described paranoia. But I, I don't like them. I have a, a very more simple argument. Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it was classy. I don't understand how you can just look at a black screen with names and be like, wow, this, this is class. This is the epitome of sophistication, a black screen with white text. I mean, I've watched enough movies, especially on this podcast, where movies start off 
just with fucking Dane Cook and some other guy talking about pussy. We got fucking uh, we got the hottie the naughty fucking no. taking dumps on a beach. No. I prefer that to the opening credits That's, with nothing going on. That is like this going is, from a relationship where your boyfriend beats you and then getting into a relationship where your boyfriend only verbally abuses you and be like, this is fucking fantastic. It's not. It's just, it's less worse than the other thing. It's a different abuse. Exactly. You guys are, you guys are insane. Asinine. That's an insane analogy. I'm happy you're on my side, Lucas. This is classy. I, I just, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know why I'm yelling. <laughs> this got really heated. And it's establishing the themes of the movie right out out the gate without narrative storytelling. It had to be you. It does. It comes back later on. It's the theme of the movie. It does. It totally does. I have my note later on. I have my note later on. It happens twice. There's no credits to play during the movie that we come back to. There's no. Not the credits. It had to be you. It had to be you comes up later on. What? It's non-verbally setting it up. It's the theme of the movie. <laughs> I it's on. I don't understand how you can how you can get these ephemeral notions from a black screen with white text. And music, Devin. <laughs> what do you mean? They didn't get it. I can make a PowerPoint presentation that's the same goddamn quality. This is <laughs> you cannot. I don't it's need true. any black screens. It's true, we could. I've seen it. That's insane. It establishes it. It's a classy joint. Lucas we're gonna get it had to be it you lucas you're, you're just a masochist is the name of the song it had to be you yes mm-hmm. that's a little better i can see <laughs> we're swaying him a little bit I'm no, still no, no, no. Be, be steadfast what the friend. hell i love it anyway okay i think we went over the intro credits enough <laughs> yeah i'm warm yeah heated um so my classmate dated carrie fisher also is my note for the <laughs> intro credits <laughs> it was funny because you said like this is kind of like a date movie and then you go get a martini afterwards i mentioned this at the end of love on a leash last week that you were Did gone you this is well? my um yeah, parents first date and they went to go see this oh hell yeah why i don't care <laughs> that's that's beautiful brandon yeah wait what happened this is my parents first date was to go see this film oh, in, theaters. in theaters yeah so after these intro credits, nice. these apparently controversial intro credits, <laughs> you get documentary style interviews with a couple of how they met. They're very old. Um, I don't want this. I just want the movie. This takes me out of the fucking film. I just want to see Harry and Sally. Yeah. Ending, you idiot. What do you mean? You're, you're, I don't understand your logic. You're comparing a black screen with white text. Because this isn't part of the movie. Why are we rehashing this? What happened? (laughs) What was I zoning out for? I was just saying that this is not central to. It's not central to the Harry and Sally storyline. It's extra, extra stuff like the intro credits is. But by your logic, anything that doesn't have to do with Harry meeting Sally, get it out the window. Let's get to the movie. I like my movies to have a little art. God damn it. If Devin wants to watch this movie, he sees a 30-second clip where they shake hands and go their separate ways. That's the movie. They make out. I don't know. There's other stuff that makes a good movie. 
I just don't understand your logic between a black screen with white text and, and how it music. contributes. <laughs> what do you mean, and music? There was music. The music. Yes, there was music, but it was still a black screen. What was the music, music saying? Was it said thing. it had to be you. The rest of the movie, they kind of go the whole part thinking, I can't, okay. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know who I'm going to end title. up with. Is it going to be okay, Harry? Okay, okay, At okay. the end, it plays, it had to be you. It wraps up okay, in a nice okay. little bow okay. that says. May I highlight a hypothetical? No. Instead of a black screen and white text, let's show some landmark scenes, like some major scenes of just the environment. So it's also visually pleasing, like a a fucking visual medium should be. We get there in a second. We get there in a second. We set it up the classic movie ways. It is kind of weird. It's a nod to film history. It's it's weird to have a movie start into Chicago and go to New York and not show anything in Chicago when they have like beautiful skylines and architecture. Because that's not their story. Their story is a black screen. Yeah. Their story is it had to be you, which started it from did. nothing, apparently, and not in Chicago. Every relationship starts from nothing. Or in Chicago. They probably just couldn't. That's where they met. Film and action. Harry Chicago. met Sally in Chicago, but you see them in a black screen. Anyway, I'm, I'm what's so the next thing that's going on? This? I'm so heated that someone thinks this was a good, classy thing to do. It was. That <laughs> was not only one You had to write down classy in your notes. That's what <laughs> yeah. A classy intro credit scene. I and didn't. I said, said classy. Yeah. I said it was classy. You said classy. Okay, somebody someone, said classy. In a someone said classy, and then I saw red. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it got Devin mad, and I wanted to do that. So I did. It's I defended Lucas. And we'll agree to disagree. And I'm the dad. We won't even agree to disagree. We will just disagree. <laughs> disagree. <laughs> we'll fist fight. We'll, it'll come up again. <laughs> I so hate that phrase. It's just disagreeing. After that <laughs> like documentary-style interview yeah. with a couple of how they met, it's about just, you know, they <laughs> met each other, they fell in love, they've been together all this time. Through all the trials and tribulations, they're together. And you get University of Chicago, 1977. Harry's making out with a girl saying they love each other when Sally shows up to pick him up on the way to New York City. She's a good friend of Amanda. Amanda Amanda Reese. And yeah, so they're best friends. She's picking up Harry, taking him to New York City with her. And they're in the car. They're chatting while he eats seeded grapes. Who eats seeded grapes anymore? Good quote. It is a scenes with just black screens anymore. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. All right, all right, all right. Be mad about that now. I'm just really mad, apparently. <laughs> or just really drunk. That could I'm sobering up. He does spit on the window. Yeah. So funny. That is pretty funny. You want a grave? doesn't even look. his own grave and yes. <laughs> I'll roll the window down. Like he's doing her a favor <laughs> after spitting on the glass. He, he's... As he rolls the window down, it mushes all the grape stuff into the... Yeah. Into Let me the... help you out here, kid. But, um, <laughs> he's very brusque. Way, he's obsessed about, with death. Yeah, they talk about death and dark sides. Yeah, this reminds you of anything? Annie Hall. This whole movie is kind of invoking Annie Hall, like I said. That's Remember how he was so obsessed with death and morality? Yes, he was. He's a neurotic also, New Yorker. It's also invoking Star Wars because Dark Side. Yeah, and, and Nietzsche and Socrates and I don't know. My dad probably said something similar. It's <laughs> invoking a lot of things. I like how, how you lumped your dad with Nietzsche, Socrates, and Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, he's a weird guy. The big four. <laughs> Star Wars, Socrates, Nietzsche, and Levi. <laughs> 
Well, <laughs> name drop my dad. <laughs> I've name dropped him like three times. You have. It's yeah. weird every time. Like it's fine, but it feels weird to me for some reason. Yeah. But yeah, so they argue a lot. Uh, they have very bold takes on Casablanca and even quality sex as they pull up to a diner. Um, they have talks about quality sex. Yeah. And yeah. I put my note here is just Harry Where's is very Harry is very correct about the <laughs> name. They pull into a restaurant had some good quality sex. Yeah. But the name what? Sorry. Harry had a very correct take on the name Sheldon. <laughs> Seems a little harsh. Yeah, a little, a little subjective, Brandon. You're kind of shitting on all the Sheldons that listen to this podcast right now. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met a single Sheldon I know. And now you never will because they're avoiding you. Like the <laughs> I know a Shelton. He's a gigantic fella. Shit, like of the T? Yeah. Could he fuck? Because oh, Sheldon's sure. hands. Okay, <laughs> Shelton can. It's because he doesn't have patchy facial hair. I was going to say, Sheldon can't fuck and he has horrible facial hair. And he's just a nerd. Why'd you look at me? I looked at both of you. It was our bit that we did. Oh, this ain't Pat. This is very groomed. <clears throat> I'm good. <laughs> just to spite you, I'm making myself a Hitler mustache. I'm growing it out again. Well, anyway, after all this and the Sheldon... She's very particular about her food and things on the side and all that stuff. But my biggest question about their whole conversation about her like past relationships is why wouldn't her panty company make Sunday underwear? Because of God. Because of God doesn't God. want you to wear underwear on Sunday. He doesn't want to be on your privates. Yeah, he doesn't want his day of rest oh. to be sullied by your. I was just, I was just thinking, God wanted you to go commando on Sundays. No, 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 he just didn't want to be involved with all that shit. Leave it to, leave it to yourself, yeah. Leave it to Beaver. Leave it to Beaver. Good pun. <laughs> Ooh, a great pun, actually. I didn't even notice that it was he a stumbled pun. into just it. Something. Yeah. I'm just an idiot, but um. Harry tells her she's a very attractive woman. Why did Beaver ever become that? Sorry, we don't need to talk about that. <laughs> he tells her the she's tail. a very attractive woman. She's upset. That's what it is. Beaver tail, yeah. Okay. Oh. I don't, I, it doesn't I, help me either. I don't know what a beaver's tail looks like. It's thick boy. Okay. Like Almost a roast like beef rubbery. sandwich. <laughs> Anyways, my notice here is basically Seinfeld meets Annie Hall. It's very, I got a lot of Seinfeld influence, or like, it seemed like it could have been a long form Seinfeld episode, basically. When Harry what year Sally. did Seinfeld start? I think it started, in, in, I think it started in 89, in all honesty. I was, I thought it was 88, but yeah, you could be right. I don't know how to do a Seinfeld impression. 89 to 98, so yeah, that? I mean, maybe that's just, <laughs> maybe that was just like the predominant comedic culture at the time in new york which makes sense they're both like new york movies in 1989 movie show yeah. um but they were similar themes a lot of it i thought too like mm-hmm. finding particular things that you, your girl your girlfriend does that you make you want to dump her etc isn't that like every episode of seinfeld mm-hmm. i've never seen that's it, what I he just like said i i was you seen seinfeld no of a pox on your family no, not a pox. On Levi. On my home. On Levi. But nobody else. Not Levi gets Nietzsche. poxed. Not Nietzsche. A pox on your philosophers. Well. And your <laughs> He tells her she's very attractive as they're getting ready to leave. She gets upset because he's dating her friends, and they leave the diner. They're driving. When they just start to talk about um, if a man and a woman can be friends. 
they decide that they can't, and so they won't be friends. Not they. He decides. Yeah, and she's like, well, fine. They so shake hands. Off they go. They shake hands, yeah. It's very formal. They make yeah. a deal. But it's there's always, and I think this is a brilliant part of the movie, there's always like a, just a touch of hesitation on both of their eyes. They're not just both like, because if this was Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis, whatever, they would just shake their hand and be like, oh, see you later. And But in this one, they're like, hesitate for a second. You know what I mean? I hate that you always throw friends with benefits under the bus and not good luck Chuck or Valentine's Day or any of the ones we've done in this month. That's just like, like the Brandon's favorite movie. That one just is so such a commercial rom-com, in my opinion. And the other ones are bad for other reasons as well. Okay, I guess that's fair. It's not fair. It's fair. It's classy. Do you remember Good Luck Chuck, Brandon? Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. That was just like crude and, and more cr- and crude and bad, you're right, but uh Friends with Benefits is like just like a big corporate thing, I think, of I do the artificial the rom com. We hate the corporate. It was it, it's pretty artificial rom com aside from the Richard Jenkins Alzheimer's yeah. story. He was good. Yeah, you're right. That that was the more original wrinkle, and that is a good the good part of the movie. Capitalism and Jews. Is there anything else I need to catch up on? That second thing I, did, Whoa. I didn't say that. I, I, I missed most of this until I heard the. We Jews. do not hate Jews. I thought that was just a general test. No, don't. With me. We love them. No, more than everybody okay, else, in fact. Jews. Yeah. Okay. I'm slowly catching up. Love him too much. I'm trying to fill Devin in, and he's like, "We hate everybody else." Or the opposite. Fuck, dude! I gotta take all the swastikas I put on my jackets. Whoa! He ironed them in too. Yeah, dude. They were the iron-in patches. Just donate them to a local production of The Sound of Music. A local, a local elementary school production of The Sound of Music. Turn it into charity work. It's that's a genius idea. That's a write-off. Well, yeah, they get to New York City. They part ways. You get some more old weirdos. You get another old couple, how they fell in love. And now it's already five years later. Sally's in an airport making out with a man. This is Joe. When Harry walks by, sees them, creeps his way back over, and he's like, oh, what's up, Joe? That was a nice little twist. They're buddies. A twist. It, is, it is like a little twist. Um, and he's like, can't place her, right? That's his like, who are you? No, he's faking it. I he is kind of faking it. it. But yeah, he doesn't acknowledge Sally like he never knew her. Tells Joe, Sally tells Joe all about him and how she can be so forgetful, but they still love each other. And she ends up boarding the plane. And of course, Harry is right behind her on the plane. Here's yeah, that's a funny, a funny thing because he's like, "Hey, can I sit next to her?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, sure." And she's like, "No, oh goddamn it!" No, I think the other guy was like, "Hey, you uh, can yeah. switch me seats." Like yeah. he was like, "You could switch if you want." Yeah, she's about to say no, and he says, "Yeah, thanks, man." And I think he noticed that it was her in front of him when it was. Yeah. She's ordering her very particular Bloody Mary. Yeah, that this whole scene kind of cracked me up when he's still behind her in the aisle. Because she's doing things and he remembers, so he's like getting really close up to her. He's yeah. Like, All right, yeah, that's her. Then she'll do another like idiosyncratic thing and lean real close to her. <laughs> it's cute. Um, on the plane, Harry talks better about than Bradley Cooper remember. and Julia Roberts on the plane. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they weren't interested in each other. 
Harry yeah. can't remember his ex-girlfriend's name as well. Like, she's like, oh, I can't remember either. But telling Sandy that he's getting married because he's tired of the whole dating lifestyle. She's kind of amazed that a guy like him is getting married. This is where you see that they're both kind of the same person, too. Well, similar people, mm-hmm. just with different perspectives on them. Yeah, they don't, sh- they don't share a and body. Genitals. No, no, no. But it, when... Uh, and genitals. She and Joe were talking, like, he walks away, and she's like, thank God you didn't recognize me, you know, at the airport. Because he was going out with this girl and made a pass at me. And I was like, oh, what was her name? She was like, my best friend. She finally remembers it. And then on the plane, mm. he's like, what was her name? Amanda Rice? And she goes, Amanda Reese. I can't believe you didn't remember her name. Like, neither of them remembered <laughs> her. And they yeah. really cared about each other. But they just, the way they attack life is so different. But they, you know, it definitely feeds into it had to be you. kind of. It's so good. Yeah, it's great. It's a great point. I just thought that should be mentioned. Well, that was a great point. They land or they're awarded. Maybe they're on the sky. Anyway, Harry what? asked her to dinner as just friends. When they rehash the women and men can't be friends talk, Harry does make an amendment to it, though, saying like <clears throat> if they're in relationships, it doesn't matter. But then he walks it back still. Yeah, he does. And so they're not going to go to dinner. You get another interview and. These old couple, there's a lot of divorces here. But they ended up yeah. together. And that wife knew every single person he'd slept with up to that point. She had the receipts. Yeah. 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 I bet she yeah. runs the roost. She wears the skirt. She wears that skirt. She wears the pants. What about the skirt? She wears the kilt. Oh, yeah. Um, and after that interview, it's another five years later. Sally. That, that, that surprised me how much time it went by. Like, I thought, you know, rom-coms like this, it's usually like two months, like three months. You know what I mean? Four weeks later yeah. or whatever. This is like a, a good chunk of time they have to get through, which is like makes it's it funny because a more grand it, almost. When we turned it on. Seth and Devin and Marina were all like, oh, I thought this was just going to, like, when they arrived in New York, they were like, oh, I thought it was going to be cute. mostly the car ride was the whole movie, <laughs> right? Yeah, I thought like it was going to be the car ride from Chicago to New York. And that'd be an interesting yeah, like movie, too, but I, I like the, the more grand scale of this, for sure. Have you, all, you guys all seen this movie before? I bet you I've have, Brandon. I have seen it once, but I was so young, like not enough to really appreciate what it was. When you're in your movie Seth, phase, I've not seen it. Yeah, Seth and Devin okay, I I had not seen it either. I just knew of its being like a really good example of movie. So I was saying, Seth, it surprised me when at the, after this cut, it was five years later. I'm like, wow, this is like a pretty long timeline, a pretty grand scale. They're not just it, normally rom coms like two weeks, two months later. Yeah, and it the five years implies there's gonna probably be another time cut or time skip. For say. sure, there are yeah, been a couple. This is the second one. This is the second one. Because after the airport, they jump five years later. Sally's at lunch with her new friends Carrie Fisher and whoever the other one. Was. And I thought both of these women look like Carrie Fisher. They kind of did. They, they could have been both. You said the one looked like a white-faced Maya Rudolph. I did. It looked like Ooh, Maya kind Rudolph of. and white face. Yeah. Paul Thomas Anderson's wife. Oh uh, shit, she is. Maya Rudolph. Mm-hmm. What? You love Paul Thomas Anderson, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I think? knew. Well, I was just being the jokester. Well, um, she's at this lunch. She tells him that she's broken up with Joe. She's not upset at all about it either. She's like, it wasn't wasn't meant. And um, different values. Carrie, Carrie Fisher by played or Marie played by Carrie Fisher is trying to set her up with her friends. She got a bunch of like business cards she's pulling out that she dog ears that they're single or married. But she's not very good at this. She's like her thing is she's into married guys for a while. Oh, that's right, because she was sleeping with that married The dude. same married guy for a while. Yeah. yeah. Why was she Why was she dating the guy on the houseboat sleeping with him and dropped dead Fred? She liked a married dude. Yeah, that charm. Was he? Oh, he was married, huh? Yeah. Dropped dead Fred? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he should have died. This a little bit. Or imagine if Fred should... Fred Just imagine... Imagine... Imagine this, like, one of these sweet scenes where they're falling in love without even knowing it. And then fucking Fred comes out of here and starts bouncing off the walls. Now you see. Would, no, now you see a little bit of what I mean about that movie. That's true. But luckily, that's a different movie. <laughs> Close one. <laughs> Close call. Um, Almost had a catastrophe. He thought about it. This next, Fred thought about making an appearance. This next scene, I laughed so much in. It's Harry. With his friend Jess at a Giants versus Lions football game. Oh, he's and he's telling him how he's getting divorced. Yeah, this is and funny. How she's cheating on him. But every time he says something super grim, the wave comes by. So they have to stand up. <laughs> they gotta do the wave. Board. That is great. Do you, do you have some quotes from this? I don't know. Okay. Yeah, but. I don't. It's just, yeah, it's like Brandon said, super grim parts. Like one of them's. He's like, I finally realized, like, maybe she just never loved me. So I was like, I love you. Doesn't that mean anything? She's like, I don't think I love you anymore. <laughs> maybe Wait. I never did. And then, yeah, they both jump up and do the wave. That's... You won't believe this. We're getting a divorce. And even more, she was cheating on me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I did have one. It was with Mr. Zero or something. Oh, that was, that was very good. Guy. Oh, that was, yeah. That was but, so, yeah, that was a hilarious scene. But it's sad. You see where he's at in life. And... <clears throat> He talks about the whole story. Mr. Zero and the moving company is a lie. Thought her cheating. And then Sally's at a bookstore with Marie. And Harry's in there unintentionally spying He's on her. He's being gross in her. personal growth. What? That's my note. He's being gross in personal growth. Mm. He's in that book section creeping on her. Yeah. Um, But Marie wants her to go to talk to him because he's cute. But she's like... It doesn't matter. He's married. It's not going to happen. He approaches her, and they talk about how both their relationship ended. And now they're both getting coffee or tea or something together. Maybe a caramel macchiato. Mm, maybe. Oh, Devin's back in. He loves caramel macchiato. I still don't know what a caramel macchiato is. But he enjoys them. It was okay. It was nothing special. But, like, what is it? What is a macchiato? What is a cappuccino? What is an Americano? Cappuccino is a lot of foam when you steam the milk. You you Americano steam it with a lot of air in it. Americanos with half water, half coffee. Yeah. What is a latte? Latte is less foam when you milk. steam it, less air going in. You just get it really heated, but a little bit of foam still. What is a, a coffee macchiato? too? Macchiato, I don't remember. I think macchiato is like it's a lot coffee. more sugar in it. Macchiato is just coffee. <laughs> Like that was a cup of joe. Oh, yeah. It tastes really sweet. I, I think it's like a lot of sugar added. I, it, 
You know what? It's yeah, a cup triple, of coffee. Triple mocha frappuccino, just a coffee. A frappuccino is a blended coffee drink. Frozen. It's a frozen cappuccino, which doesn't make sense because it's not frothy, which is what a cappuccino is supposed Wait, to be. A, a frappuccino is a frozen cappuccino? Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense now that I'm thinking yeah. about it. But it also makes no sense once you know what a cappuccino is. Because it's not frothy. Because it's not. That's what a cappuccino is supposed to have a lot of foam. I'm glad we had this coffee tangent. Please look up what a caramel macchiato is. Anyway, they went on a little coffee date to catch up. That's the gist of it. What is a masochist? (laughs) I know what a masochist is. (laughs) That's like when you... What about nefarious? What about pouting? Espresso coffee drink with a small amount of milk, usually foamed. That's right. They got that. A latte. In Italian, it means stained or spotted. So the literal translation... Is stained coffee or marked coffee. They got that I at the restaurant. Know. I'll learn that later. Who cares? <laughs> well, that's what they got. Yeah, they get this little coffee date. They catch up. Sally talks about how they never planned on getting married, her and Joe. But her attitude about it all changed because she wanted a family, but he didn't. He wanted to stay adventurous, do all the things that they were planning on doing that never did. And um, they end up walking with like this beautiful backdrop in the park talking about how they used to hate each other, but now can tolerate each other. Now they're good buds. My note was, oh, shit! She asked her to dinner. A friend dinner, sort of. Yes. Tables have turned. They both recognize that romance is not on the tables that have not been turned yet. Well... I meant just like the asking to dinner part. But yeah, they're still friends. Correct. And now you get one more <laughs> couple interview just both telling like the same story at the same time. It's kind of like, cool. She keeps interjecting him with a different detail. It gave me such a headache. I loved it. I thought it was so funny. She's like, he was like, I lived on the 12th. I lived on the third floor. Oh, I I like this story a lot too because it was all these similarities of them growing up, and like they went to the same school, whatever. And they're like, we never met until we both went to Chicago one random weekend and saw each other there. Yeah, and he rode the elevator Destiny. all the way up with me. Yeah, I did like the story. Just them talking simultaneously made me feel like I was going insane. But not the other simultaneous talking scene coming up later. Maybe that was cool. Mm-hmm. Well, when they asked for projected. After that interview, might be like one of my one. favorite scenes. It's Harry and Sally talking. It's a very cool aesthetic scene. Watching Casablanca. Oh, that is cool. Distance. There's talking about sleep and depression while you get to visualize their own lives, spending some time together as well. This they're like on like a little little Skype date sort of thing. Watching the same movie together. Um, there was also a really cool shot before that too, because they're both like acting like depressed, and they're saying, "Well, I'm not depressed. You're not depressed." And there's this cool shot of him in this gorgeous apartment outside a set, like right by the Empire State Building. He's sitting there sadly flipping cards into a bowl. So yeah. that's a cool looking shot. He got really good at it too. He was I good like at two it. Of them. I, every time it was his apartment, I was like, "This is an amazing apartment." Like, but. He didn't appreciate it because his heart wasn't in the right place. Yeah. 
But yeah, they have this like little phone date, friend date kind of thing. They talk, they're watching Casablanca. And you get the dual screen. You finally see both of them talking on the phone. And she's like, I'm tired. I'm going to get to go to bed. And he's like, okay, I'll moan or something. It's like their heads are on each other. Yeah, they're both leaning towards each other. It's and the she the moan. out the light, her yeah. screen, half of the screen goes black. And it's just him. I was like, that's fucking good. That's and good. Still and moaning. Yeah, the, exactly. He was like doing fake moans to say like, haha, I'm not really sad. And then after she goes, he like, they turn into real moans. He is really sad. Cool. Can I get a Hoya? That, that voice now? No, don't give him a Hoya. Oh, yeah. I love you. I, I miss you. Good harmonizing voice. Well, after this beautiful scene making. Scene making? What did I just scene say? Scene making. Did you write that too? No. Oh, okay. I just said that. Yeah, maybe just beautiful scene. After filmmaking, beautiful I think. S- filmmaking or scene, but not combined. And scene. Um, they're taking a walk in the park together, talking about sex dreams, talking in weird accents. When he asks her out, but she's like, "Oh, I already have a hot date." <laughs> Did you, this is this is how Fred Armisen was born. How they were talking to each other right here, because they were like Pepper, Pepper, and my Pepper. Yep. And then yeah. Fred Armisen just sprouted out. <laughs> yeah. Fred Armisen was born in 1989. From that accent. Yeah. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard, crawling out of the world. I need to say Pepper on that television right now. Pepper. I was laughing. Portlandia in 1989. No, you're weird. He's naked. Put him down. Yeah. We're putting a baby down? Well, if it's Fred Armisen. Yeah. Oh, okay. But she was, after the hot date, she was like, you need to see if you can find someone, too. You haven't been with anybody since Helen. So now they're rolling out a rug in his apartment, talking about their dates they've been on and how bad they've been. Yeah. Did anybody take the Ethiopian <clears throat> I did a I just had a okay. joke about Ethiopia. Yeah, we'll save it. Um, but they've had bad dates. I just paraphrased. Nothing's been going good. And Harry's at the batting cage with uh, Jess. Talking about how nice it is to have a female friend that he is not trying to have sex with. He gets like a new perspective on things. What? Why did you give a thumbs up to Devin? Making sure he's good over here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you good? Don't do that. <laughs> Does this Daddy. your question? Daddy O. Ruffles 40 for roll-up rappers around. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. <laughs> I know, this sound of someone being fine. And it's a bunch of candy under their pillowcase. Devin ate 3,000 calories of snaps and snacks and fell asleep on the podcast. He's all right. <laughs> he's better than he's ever Same as it ever was. Same as but yeah, he's, he's... Yeah. But he's just happy to have a friend that he can talk to that he doesn't have to worry about sex confusing things. A female friend. Yeah, he's confused about sex. Um, and they're having lunch at a diner, and this is the classic scene. She's talking about how, you know, he's saying all these women have great times with him, and she's like, maybe they're faking orgasms. This is the classic scene. We've already said the quote. We'll use it again. Uh, I'll have what she's having when she fakes the orgasm in the fucking deli. It's amazing. 
What are you guys it's, typing? It is, it is a classic. You're right. <laughs> but yeah, it's very classic. You guys were all laughing like a lot. Yeah. At the orgasm scene. It was, it was really like. It's good. It's good. It's believable. It's long. It it's a minute long. It builds and builds. You're like, oh, it's about to finish. It's about to finish. No, yeah. she keeps going. And then she finishes. And, and then it, <laughs> it's pretty good acting from Billy Crystal, too, because he is like, what the fuck? She's doing this in public. But then at the end, he's like, damn, like maybe they were faking Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> he does have a tinge of self-doubt. You got me. Yeah. It's, well, the best part of the scene is that once you know that Meg Ryan was method acting, it means she was just like coming for real <laughs> on screen. Yeah. They don't show you, but she's got her hand in her pants under the table there. A flick of the bean. Nice. Yeah. That's a great. Thanks for that stuff. Actually, for cinema, <laughs> I, I think they have cinema tra- c- cinematographic uh, vibrators. Oh, the ones that you control via your phone? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they okay. just put it in and she. Yeah. In 1989. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it, been around for a while, but they didn't trust the public with it until they could monetize it. And now that you can with, like, I don't know, Chatterbait and Twitch and all that good TikTok. shit. TikTok. TikTok. No, Chatterbait. No. Yeah. You can make money off it now. Um, I've read a little thing about this that on, on AFI's, like, top 100 quotes of all time, this is the only one that's said by a non-credited actor. That oh, that's that's having. a good note. That's yeah. Interesting. The person who said it. Is, that's a fun fact. Is Rob Reiner's mom, the director's mom. Ha. Gave her the he best line. Had her, had her so come cute. in for this movie and say, "I'll have what she's having." Yeah. Hey, mom, I need to watch. I need you to watch this girl fake come and then say, "I'll have what she's." Yeah, having. and then say, "You want a fake come too?" <laughs> Thanks, mom. Sure, <laughs> celebrated the filmmaker's yeah. son, Rob Reiner. What are we having for dinner tonight? Lasagna? Yeah. Great. And he was, this is 1989. He had to morse that over to her, too. In Morse code. Morb. He did have to morse it over to her. They cost $600 billion. Dollars. <laughs> he's, he's, he's morsing the, the organ. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. That's the spot. Oh, God. Harder. Quicker. Harder. Oh, fuck. Harder. Oh, fuck. fuck me harder. Yes, yes, yes. It yes. Takes- it would take 90 minutes to read that in Morse code, too. That's so many beeps. But for, like, emergency messages. But, like, imagine using it to, like, sext. <laughs> you send it, like, nudes. Morse, Morse code, code. sexting? Yeah. Morse code nudes. Do you think Morse code nudes? Yeah. Like, yeah. Historical. Just beep, Someone had to have sexted over, over like, uh, Morse code. I right? mean, Shakespeare oh, I did sure, stuff like, like that. Yeah. Like, Shakespeare did. That's one of our most primal desires that we all have yeah, in the back of our brains. Is just he, has, he has some really gnarly sonnets out there. That far back. About <laughs> pubic right hair and stuff like that. Oh, it's right above Eating ass. <laughs> Shakespeare was eating ass nonstop. Nonstop? Yeah. I mean, not, he's not a lie. Just for pleasure. Yeah, and then it's New Year's. Yeah, so now it's New Year's. Or you get this quick little Christmas in New York City scene with Harry Connick Jr. Devin was pissed that it wasn't Louis Armstrong. I was so mad. Yeah. But you get to see them just doing just some Christmas jerk. Doing like some couple activities, but they're just friends. He's helping her get a Christmas tree and stuff. And then they're at a New Year's Eve party together. They're slow dancing together. And I put that this spinning like as the camera turns 360 degrees 
or as they turn, you get to see their emotions on their face change each time they turn around. As they solely embrace each other, their heads touch, you see them shocked at first, then you see them calm with their eyes closed, and then you see them thinking afterwards. It's amazing as it spins and spins and spins, and I was loving it. But they end up... <laughs> but they end up going outside to get some air as the ball's about to drop, and it drops, and they share just the tiniest little awkward kiss. Yeah, they lick each other. That was so quiet. They the lick each other. is going to get rid of that. I said it. They lick each other, yeah. They lick each other! Devin. All right. The noise gate is not going to get rid of that. <laughs> but, noise yeah. gate is going to send me a they share a tiny little pet. You you see them look at each other. They share this look. They're about to have a passionate kiss, but then they're like, kiss, kiss, nah. kiss, kiss. Centripetal. Nice. Um, but yeah, after that, I did put that I don't like the freeze frame, and we kind of talked about that. After they kissed, there was a little freeze frame. Never like a freeze frame. Into another interview of people saying they just knew immediately when they saw somebody else it was love at first sight basically um the lucas is just gone this is this cheers i'm doing it he's gonna think it's funny later <laughs> he always laughs when i sing that song he always he always laughs at it the one time I did it, that's 100% success. Fuck right? me a bull. Fuck me a bull. Lucas, if you don't like minorities, say nothing. Oh! This is not going to play well with our audience. <laughs> or Lucas when he hears this. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he might just have his wireless headphones on. He and hears this whole thing. Yeah. It's still going to be a fun little treat to come back to when he's like, <laughs> when he. You know what? No, it's going to be the exact He's thing. in the other room just screaming, yes, yes, I'm saying Please, so I love minorities. But the mic's I'm not the biggest fan up. of minorities. I love them so much, it's actually, like, two it, races. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird how much I like minorities. Yeah. I tried to be so not racist that I became more racist than ever by liking them that's, too much. That's I liked minorities so much, I colored myself black, and apparently that's racist. No that's one he, told me. That's why he started a podcast with two Mexican. Uh, well, and I'm one Mexican and, and one pseudo pseudo Mexican. Which one are you? I, I will never admit. It. I mean, come on. He's so <laughs> Remember when we were driving to both and we said it would be more likely that I'd be racially profiled as white than Mexican. That was a bit we were doing. I was like, wouldn't we find somebody as a cop pulled over brand? They're like, hey, say you know how fast you're going. <laughs> I'm like, parquet. <laughs> so Brandon's like, excuse me, like, being very formally. And they're just like, <laughs> this fucking beater. <laughs> He's literally the most American dude. He looks like he hates Mexicans, doesn't he? What the fuck? <laughs> he does. He do be looking. <laughs> oh, that was it. That he was does. Good. That was a good video. Let's get back into the movie. This is a bad idea. Um, In a way. But now, after that interview, Harry and Sally have set each other up with their best friends, Jess and Marie. And they're on this double date together. It was a little weird. But the dates are going bad until Marie and Jess 
really connect over New York Times food blogs or something? Yeah, it was the blog that he wrote. Yeah. Uh, he said that restaurants are to the 80s what theater was to the 60s. The meaning in like the upper echelon of assholes are so pretentious about this. Like, what is the 2020s? The 2020s one? Uh, any social media app. What was the 2000s? 2000s was skateboards <laughs> and pop punk. So it went from it went from theater to restaurants. Yeah. To skateboards and pop punk. Yeah. To social media. Yeah. Okay. I wonder what 2040 will be. Uh, the metaverse. Dick grabbing. Hey, yeah, it's something sexual. We're gonna we're gonna backtrack by 2040. I mean, I assume at some point technology is going to advance so much that, like, normal sex is going to be less euphoric than artificial sex. Yeah, I mean, they already make, like, cock rings and shit. That's why Seth and I have been building up to making out on the podcast. It's just like like a whole... Temptation's the best sauce. But so is not giving a shit. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That's me making out with Brandon. Well, I hope that doesn't that sound doesn't come up because I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to hear that. Like, I think it is. <laughs> well, um, shit. you guys still need to kiss so Kelly can send you money. Don't bump the table. You were on the pro kissing side. Of course you he was. I am the pro kissing side. <laughs> <laughs> well, me he, he is the chairman of pro kiss. Like if Brandon was, you know, I financially benefit from you guys kissing, and he just wants to see it anyway. And now I'm in person. I mean. Don't worry, guys. I'm blackout. If you do it, I won't remember. <laughs> you didn't see that. Well, yeah. Lucas is left again. He's, he's really anyway, after they set their two friends up, <laughs> Marie and Jess promise to not pursue the other person for a while. They're like, they're vulnerable. But then they immediately get a cab together and leave. Yeah. And um, another interview with an arranged marriage from, like, an Asian couple. Arranged marriage? Like, from 100 meters away? Sniped? No. Marriage? <laughs> I thought you were going to make a joke about Do-ray or something. No, they Do-ray. were so far away. It's arranged marriage. Yeah, I Or they're it. on, like, a farm. Uh, yeah, but, pre-arranged yeah. marriage. <laughs> pre-arranged <laughs> marriage. Came back. Neither of the... You know, the spouses were held inside a fence before they were married. <laughs> Welcome back, Lucas. Thank you. Sorry. Things got no, weird okay. while you were gone. <laughs> Sounds like oh, it. Pre-marriage. We were trying to buy time for a little bit, and it turned into, like, the riffing hour. We just, it was Dirty Brandon and the boys. Ah. There he is. Um, there he is. But, yeah, they get a cab together. You get this. Way. Interview with the arranged married That's Asian right. couple. Apparently, he went out of his way to see her before their <laughs> wedding. He wanted to see her before her wedding. Their wedding. Their wedding. And um, it's four months later. Harry and Sally are together. They're shopping for a present. That's sharper image. Marie. That's sharper image. And they're singing together in this little karaoke machine when he spots Helen, his ex-wife. Dick Move comes up to introduce her new husband to him. Yeah, but she's hot, so it's fine. And his husband, her husband's heads look like a penis, dude. Like the, the how the hair is shaped, it, circumcised or uncircumcised. Mm-hmm. He's a tax attorney. What every woman dreams of. I just want to settle down with a tax attorney one day. If so. 
if any of us have a kid, are we ever circumcising? What are your views on this? No. You said yeah, I, I did not circumcise my son. Brandon, please don't. I probably will. I don't know, actually. It feels weird to just, like, my baby's born, and I'm like, I can't wait to cut off this little part of him. Especially because it's, it's so religious. It's like a, a religious thing that's become a cultural thing. Yeah. Like, I'm going to cut off a part of your dick. It, became, it just seems, seems wrong. Yeah, it was a big thing in the 20s. People were like, people are masturbating too much. No, we stop it. We we circumcise them so they feel less sensitive to things. Like, they don't feel as aroused by normal things because they don't have that in them anymore. They're like, Jesus, is that really? Yeah, for real, that's how it came about. They're like, if they're circumcised, they won't feel the normal pleasures that you would with a normal... Uh, it's just feeling gross the more I say it, but it is true. Like that's what that's what happens. They'll get them to masturbate less because it'll how be much, harder for them to do it, and they won't be as aroused as often. Are all of those circumcising? Yep. How much are we missing nope. out on? Every, are you not? No. Everyone. I am. Every one of us is circumcised. What's next in the movie, Brandon? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking. We like, can move past it, the penis it, head guy. It feels like I'm beating the sharper image. It feels like I'm missing out on something that I. I feel like it feels like I'm colorblind. Brandon's colorblind. <laughs> refuses to see colors <laughs> um what's next after the sharper image where do they go so i'm caught up on this <laughs> so I can't, I can't move on so after he sees helen they are at marie and jess's they live together now and he kind of snaps at them about prenups basically like put your name and everything you know oh yeah if you go through a divorce you're gonna lose everything and he goes outside, Sally follows, and they fight about how she doesn't show emotion or have any feelings for the loss of Joe. And she snaps back at him, yells like, fuck you, and he tells her to wait. Yeah, fuck you. And then he just apologizes. Yeah, that was so sweet. And they so hug. Cute. That was and sweet. I was crying. Oh. You were crying here? I cried three times in this film. Seth disassociated. <laughs> <laughs> Seth hears him apologizing. He's floating out of his body. <laughs> the apology had a trauma response. Blacked out. Woke up in Cuba. Got called out so specifically again. It's true. <laughs> no, he doesn't have object permanence, folks. That's what I disassociate because I don't know where things are. <laughs> I lost them mentally. But now it's a little while later. They're at a party playing Pictionary. And Pictionary Sally party. Kissed a new man. Underground pizza. Looks like and Bob he Saget. kissed a new girl. The baby. Me and Brandon. No, the fucking... man she was kissing. Oh, flamed yeah. up. Yeah, we were. Since so like, why are you guys upset? We're like, no. What the fuck? It's been ten goddamn years. Oh yeah, that's right. We're stealing quotes now, are we? Wasn't mm. was your quote just me yelling no? Well, Devin said something. I guess I'll quote oh, it later okay. anyway. Yeah, okay. But they both kiss somebody new, and then they both go to separate rooms complaining to their best friends about their new partners, or, like, the other person's partners, how it yeah. doesn't fit their personality. He doesn't even like sweets. She doesn't like baseball. Yeah. yeah. Things like that. And it's yeah. the middle of the night. Yeah. Sally calls Harry that Joe is getting married. She needs him to come over. She's having a breakdown about how he never loved her. And Harry just this reminds you of any movies? Fucking Annie Hall. Mm -hmm. Star Wars. Star mm -hmm. Wars. Love Labs. Aww. 
Yeah, and then Sally, yeah, Sally's really sad, and then she's really happy. We gotta tone down the monkey business here, guys. We're getting we're getting out of control. <laughs> yeah, he gets it. You guys are such assholes. What? I have to I have to figure out all this shit, and I've got my notes on my phone, but I have to take every timestamp we say one of the sound things also on my phone. What sound thing? I, 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 no, genuinely, I haven't been on the podcast in months. If you listen to the podcast, you would know. Yeah. God is ass. Love lads. Oh. Monkey business. Monkey business love lads. Which one is it? Is it both? <laughs> I'm going to send this to you and make you edit it. Fair. I don't have a computer. I'll make you. I'll send you a I'll make you a computer. Oh, <laughs> I will send you a $1,300 computer as a punishment. Anyways, yeah, Sally's really sad. He, he comforts her, and then they're really happy. I've already spent $400 on you this weekend. And this is... Yeah, with dinner. This is where, where they, they give in to their impulses. Yeah, okay. This is right after she found out that her ex is getting married. She's finally showing emotion like he, he was upset about. Exactly. Then, She's yeah. a pretty good crier. Well, she tells him to hold her for a bit, so he does. Hold. They do a little kiss, Offense. like just a little peck. They had given each other like little pecks Ten multiple yards. times. But um, then they lean in, they fully make out, they're kissing, and they have sex, and he's just staring into the air while she cuddles him. And they awkwardly go to sleep together, and she wakes up the next morning to Harry getting dressed because he can't stick around after a night with a woman. And he's just being weird in general, yeah. She has a penguin pillow. You mentioned that. All the penguins. I did mention that. It invoked good luck, Chuck. It's <laughs> penguin pussy. And the penguin pussy, yeah. Pingussy. Yeah. That's exactly what Or just does. pussy. No, no, no. No, no, no. That's crazy. If you crazy. start saying pussy is penguin pussy, then every time you think pussy, you're going to think of penguin. Yeah. I really don't like the idea of it interchanging the two. He's right. He's he's right. He's right. And he's weird after Billy Crystal is. He's he, speed he's walking. Like, I got to go to work. I'll call you later. We'll go to dinner. He's speed walking with his buddy Joe, isn't he? Or is this later? Well, he speed walks to the phone, like a phone booth. And you get an amazing scene of a four-way phone call. As he calls Jess, she calls Marie, and they're all talking in the same time from three separate locations as Jess and Marie are sharing a bed together. They also have separate yeah. phones in their bed. That's good editing. That guy was just the gag of it, yeah. That was really funny. But amazing Brand editing. More ways, though. That was his big thing. I heard that I read that that scene took over like 60 takes to do. Really? Yeah. Just to get all timed up and everything. Yeah. 60 feels like a lot. I feel like I could do it in nine or 10. (laughs) I feel like I could make a better movie. I feel like I could make a better movie and give me nine or 10 takes. Nine or 10 10 attempts at at movies, and I would make a better movie than when Harry met whatever her name was. You You know, know the standard is just black screens with white text. Hey! Hey, exactly, exactly. You bastards. Well, Harry and Sally are at dinner together now, and she says it was a mistake. He agrees. They both kind of said that to themselves, that it was a mistake. But you can see both of them hurt by those words, even though they were both planning on saying the same thing. And they just kind of leave. 
dinner together. It was awkward. And Sally's now helping Marie with wedding dress shopping. And she's asking a bunch of questions about Harry. And I put, are they not friends anymore? Like, she, it felt like she should have known this. Yeah. Yeah. He became distant. They did. And strange. They end up at the at the wedding. They're the best man, the maid of honor. Big marriage. And um, Harry and Sally are arguing about what happened. He calls her like a dog, and she slapped the shit out of him. So dumb. He leaned into it. They're also eating pea pods with shrimp. What a what a snack. That was a weird appetizer. What a snack. Anyways. Surprised she didn't ask for the pea pods on the side. Appetizer. Yeah, you're right. Mmm. Mm. Pea pods, I hardly know her. Mmm. Pea on her, I hardly know her. Jesus. That's mm. good. That's good. <laughs> super good. I think that's super fucking good. But, yeah, she slaps the shit out of him. And then walk out of the kitchen where they were arguing. And you get a hell of a toast from Jess as he toasts to Harry and Sally for kind of setting them up, basically. Not in the same words, but... Yeah, I'm sure somebody's got that written down. And now you get a very sad Christmas season, another one. But this time, Sally is tree shopping all by herself as Harry leaves her voicemails. Does this remind you of any movies? Yes. What? Star Wars. Annie Hall. I literally said when this was playing, this reminds me of the lobster scene when he tries Mm -hmm. to cook lobsters with the new girl. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work. That was I think you were on that one. Yeah, he was on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Devin was not on Star and Wars. It, it's, it's, and it's, it's, and this is also where it had to be you as playing again. Yes. Showing the importance of the overture of the movie. And the um, credits. And, and invoking yes. Annie Hall, you're right. And Harry just continuously voicemail after voicemail for her until she answers. He asks her on a date to the New Year's Eve party coming up because they always promised to be each other's dates if they didn't have one. But she tells him she can't do this with him anymore. And they didn't have one. Why are you recording me? It's for the memories. <laughs> well, he ends up walking the streets of New York City on New Year's Eve all by himself while she's at the New Year's Eve party meeting like many different odd men. She didn't enjoy the dancing. She was not enthused by this guy's weird joke and is laughing. And he wrote the card. <laughs> and she's, uh-huh. 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 did a great fake laugh. Um, and a great fake orgasm. She's an actress. She ah, is. Shit, I forget. Every time Every he does. He's paid for this. He has, yeah, I thought it was just like a woman. Well, if you would have paid attention to the classy intro actor permanence, you would have known she was an actress. If I listened to the podcast, I would know that movies are real. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And um, you get a little hairy reflection montage about all the times with Sally as he kind of like walks until he breaks into a run. He just keeps running through the streets in New York City as Sally decides to leave the party because she has no one to kiss. And he runs to the party as she's about to... a loser. (laughs) Yeah, fucking loser. And he pours his heart out to her. I'm crying. 
Yeah. It was course, so sweet. Beautiful. Yeah. And she tells him she hates him. I didn't understand that. And then they kiss. Because the, cause the end of the end of the woman. Because at the end of every romance movie, they always say, I love you. And then they're subverting that by saying, I hate you, even though you could clearly tell in her eyes that she loves him. Yes. Yeah. It's part of the genre. And it's it kind of feeds into my theory of earlier that they are the same person taking different perspectives on life. Whereas she hates herself as much as she hates him, quote unquote. But then he says these things that makes her love him so much. And it's in away making her love herself not that, just yeah. subverting expectations that's you know? fair also in, in like like watching these kinds of movies makes me like how much lamer would the cinematic universe be if everyone just communicated in a healthy fashion oh it'd be a boring ass movie yeah yeah but n- people don't communicate in a normal fashion, right. healthy way in real life anyway i do it healthy-ish but not normal does it have to be both yes why? Okay, like for me personally, when we're dancing cheek to cheek like an hour earlier in the film, I'd be like, I think I'm catching feelings for you, and then like it would be over right then. Like, do you like me or she wouldn't? And just like, feel like healthy, like healthy communication makes every movie boring. Healthy relationships can take time though. So if you told her that at that point, maybe it wasn't the right timing. I don't know. Yeah, didn't you hear all those like old that. couples? I don't know if I'd want it's to be a long winding journey sometimes. 15 years yeah. just to get in one healthy relationship. One of them got I don't think he wanted that. The other one waited. Was it three times? Yeah. He got divorced three times. Yeah. I think but one they do. Her, they end up back together and she's like pissed about it the whole time. <laughs> they yeah, they, they complete like the quest. Happy relationship no. that couch her marriage was a side quest. <laughs> Probably but won't the, hear that when I use the noise gate. That's fine. But he pours her heart out to her. She tells him she hates him, but that she can't stay mad. They embrace on New Year's Eve. They kiss. They complete the quest. They they complete the side quest. And now the main quest. You flash forward to right. them as one of the couples on the couch getting interviewed. They're married after three months, and you can see their similarities on the couch as they've adapted to life together. And that is the end. Good end. Good end of the movie. Move. We got the good ending. Lucas, did you get the bad ending? How did your half unravel? They cut out. All, they cut out all the love stuff, actually, in my movie. Wow. So they just fucked the whole time. They traveled they to Uganda and they were like, <laughs> they, they started, started the Kony 2012 movement. That's what I got. Should we take a pause here? We should pause. A cat's pair of paws. Cat's paws. I've been doing a lot of thinking, and the thing is, I love you. What? I love you. How do you expect me to respond to this? How about you love me too? How about I'm leaving? Doesn't what I said mean anything to you? I'm sorry, Harry. I know it's New Year's Eve. I know you're feeling lonely, but you just can't show up here, tell me you love me, and expect that to make everything all right. It doesn't work this way. Well, how does it work? I don't know, but not this way. How about this way? I love that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. 
I love that you get a little crinkle above your nose when you're looking at me like I'm nuts. I love that after I spend a day with you, I can still smell your perfume on my clothes. And I love that you are the last person I want to talk to before I go to sleep at night. And it's not because I'm lonely, and it's not because it's New Year's Eve. I came here tonight because when you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. That's what? Scream? No, you don't need to clap. It's quotes time, guys. I've got 17. Lucas has how many? Uh, 400. Eight is right, yeah. Seth has 13. Six. Started off too happy or to start. Do them all. All right, how's half of mine? Um, I wrote half of these down, expecting me to remember the context, and I um. That's Seth. That, yeah, that's what I predictably don't remember the context. <laughs> yeah. You and I are a lot alike, my friend. <laughs> Facial hair and all. My first one is, men and women can never be friends. Stop laughing. I love you, Patchy. You're not. <laughs> hey, stop. This is, dude, this is, well, this is deliberate. What do you mean? <laughs> Deliberately Patchy. <laughs> he did. I'm walking, I'm walking back to <laughs> I'm so mad I'm leaving my car here. <laughs> Men and women, God damn it! Men and women can never be friends because the sex part always gets in the way. Funnier when I wrote it down. Second one is at least you could say you were married. That is sad. They're being catty in the cafe, and uh, Carrie Fisher's trying to hook her up with somebody, and and she's like, "You think I should marry somebody just in case he dies in the next six months?" And the white face my own dog says. Well, at least you could say you were married. Yes. And they're mm. silent for a few seconds. That's super sad. Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so my third one, which is half, is uh, they were talking about how Holly left Dave. <laughs> Who? <laughs> so Holly left Dave. Yeah. Um, at the at the football game with the wave. And, so uh, Helen left Harry. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holly and Dave, right? Yeah. Uh, well, Dave said, "Well, that symptom is fucking my wife because his Dave's friend Henry uh, said like infidelity is never the cause of the break of a marriage. It's just a symptom." Oh, I have it. Let's see. Marriages don't break up on account of infidelity. It's just a symptom. Oh, really? Well, that <laughs> symptom is fucking my wife. Yeah. And then it's woo. And then away. Oh boy. Lucas, you're up. Yeah, so when they're first in the car ride going to New York, while he's, got a, while he's got a mouthful of grape, he goes, why don't you tell the story of your life? Sounded how Devin was talking earlier. And then spits. And then on that same journey at the diner, he goes, well, empirically, you are interactive. Which is not a lie. Later on, she was. After, after she's got a job and stuff, um, she says, I work at the news. I said, that's a good job for the journalist. <laughs> Damn, Damn it. it. <laughs> Took mine. <laughs> um, and the last one I'll do right. Work at the news. <laughs> yeah. The news last was in quotes, so I thought it might be like, on the subtitles, it might be like a company called the news or something, but no. I work at the news. The news. So and then the last one for now is from Carrie Fisher when she just learned that she broke up with, that uh, Sally broke up with Joe. She said, so Joe's available? Jumped yeah. right on that. <laughs> I had that too. Well, you said you were over him. 
It's Sethi's turn. How are you and Joe? We broke up three days ago. You waited three days to tell us Joe is single? <laughs> is it my turn? Do you have more? Your turn. turn. Okay. Uh, oh, this is my first one, huh? Sheldon? No, you did not have great sex with Sheldon. <laughs> he doesn't like the name. Uh, after that That's scene, says, let's just be friends. And it cuts to them driving down the highway and says, you realize, of course, we could never be friends. The comedic timing of some of the film editing was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. It's hard to bring it to life with me just repeating the quote, but it was really funny. At you the did time. Well. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm a journalist. I work with the news. You might be the first attractive woman I haven't wanted to sleep with. Jesus. <laughs> That's great, Harry. <laughs> yeah, I laughed at that, too. <laughs> it's like a consolation prize. Uh, you know, I have this theory that hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics are actually just a comic <laughs> strip about a character named Sphinxy. That is funny. <laughs> That's so stupid. Um, this is when they're talking about their bad days they went on. And he says, we went to this Ethiopian restaurant. I told Damn the girl, I didn't even know they had food. <laughs> <laughs> that joke was so funny. <laughs> so be, yeah, quick in and out. I'll two quick two empty out. plates and we should be done. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I think this is the beginning of the scene where she's doing the fake orgasm. She's doing the sexy moan, and Billy Crystal just goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> I guess Harry is his name in the movie. But... <laughs> Billy Crystal, it's Dave. Oh, that's right. So Dave says, "Are you okay?" <laughs> uh, that's all mine for now. Okay. Um, I have four of mine taken. Because one of them was when Harry's dick made Sally's ass, but. Um, yeah. If you did, this is a talk about Sheldon and how big his penis was, or, or how good he was at sex. And yeah. He says, if you, Dave says, if you didn't break up, you you wouldn't be here with me. You'd be with Wonder Schlong. Yeah. Sheldon. Uh, My guy. Sheldon. What's so hard about finding mm. an apartment? You just go to the obituaries and see what is for sale. That's good. <laughs> Why don't they just mix that in real estate? <laughs> behind his wife and three kids and a beautiful three-bedroom brownstone. Um, mine are all so out of order because I have so many Seth and Devin ones mixed in. Um, this is when he sees Helen while they're doing karaoke in the sharper images. He goes, she looked really weird. Didn't she look really weird? She goes, I've never seen her before, Harry. He goes, her legs look thicker, like she's retaining water. She keeps everything. She's a, yeah. <laughs> that part. That part made me laugh because he's like implying she's a pack rat and like hoards things, but hoarding the water in your body is just like <laughs> that's, that's too far. I think that's that's very funny. funny. Um, this is on their drive at the beginning of the film. Sally and Harry going back and forth. I have just as much of a dark side as the next person. He goes, oh really? When I buy a new book, I read the last page first. That way, in case I die before I finish, I know how it ends. That, my friend, is a dark side. Yeah. Oh, and Marina was like, you're a criminal. <laughs> she was pissed. Yeah, I do so, that. Like, I didn't like the beginning writing this movie, on a side note. I thought they m tried to make him, like, his edginess came off really cringy in the beginning. It's like, I think about death all the time. All the live long well, day. Chill the fuck out, dude. I think that was I think. Though. I think so too. I was it. Okay. I think he was like a douchey college kid. College yeah. Kid. Okay, that makes more sense then, and that's 
totally fitting because I did hate yeah. him in the beginning. Someone who's like trying too hard to be intellectual. Okay, okay. And then he like grew in. Okay. I don't see a lot of growth in the movies I've seen lately, so I'm like surprised <laughs> when I have Yeah, you're right. What's that yeah. dog movie you saw? Love on a yeah, Love and Alicia doesn't show a lot of character development. It shows actually zero. It, yeah. They almost regress. <laughs> it shows mostly dog development. Weird. Yeah, and it's just him growing. Um, and not mentally. This was a weird one when Harry and Sally are talking about their sex dreams. And he just immediately, like, there's no lead up to it. They're walking on a street and Harry says, had my dream again where I'm making love and the Olympic judges are watching. I nailed the compulsories. So this is it, the finals. I got a 9.8 from the Canadians, perfect 10 from the Americans, and my mother, disguised as an East German judge, gave me a 5.6. Must have been the dismount or something. This pull-out game's weak. And then she goes on to talk about how she, her fantasy since she was 12 was with a faceless man yeah. who rips her clothes off. Which, it's not even a dream of hers, it's her sexual fantasy. Yeah. It's her fantasy, it's yeah. A faceless man. Sometimes I thought he was going to recreate it that later on, but alas. I kind of thought that was going to be a payoff, too, yeah. And then my last one for now, Harry, leaving a message on her phone, goes, the fact that you're not answering me leads me to believe you're either A, not home, B, home, but you don't want to talk to me, or C, home, desperately want to talk to me, but trapped under something heavy. If it's either <laughs> A or C, please call me back. That's a good joke. Seven finishers off. I believe you have one left. I have one left because all mine were stolen by me. And I don't don't remember the context, but I really like this quote, which is, you made a woman meow? Oh, yeah. That was good. I I don't want us to explain it. I don't, we don't need to have it if you want it, but you don't want it. We, I I don't want 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 the listeners to contrive their own meaning from the meaningless, much like an intro screen that is just fucking black. Fuck you. Yeah, and some it's weird classy, song apparently. in the background. Yeah. Making a woman meow is classy. Meow. It's classy. Seth, I believe you're up. Or no, Lucas is. It is up. Um, it is up. When at that same lunch with Carrie Fisher and the woman who looks like Carrie Fisher, she's bemoaning the fact that she got dumped by a joke. She's like, man, you had a date on national holidays. Gave that up. Um, this is a personal, I thought this was really funny because I watched on HBO max with slight commercials. Um, so they're meeting up and they, after they both got divorced and broke up and he said, Hey, what happened with you guys? And then right after that, it cut into a commercial with the impractical jokers. So in my head, it's canon that the impractical <laughs> jokers tanked their relationship between, <laughs> between Harry and Helen. They, they must've got to him. Yeah. It was just a funny gag. Now let's see Joe fuck this woman in public to ruin a marriage. <laughs> yeah. That was punishment today. It's just, it's just <laughs> a married this, woman. This beautiful couple that all of us don't have a problem with. Into ruin. Yeah. That's what happened to those guys. That's so um funny. when they're talking about when uh well, I forget their names, Jess and Marie, right? Moving together. They're yeah. decorating the place. And he said, Is this a nice table? And I think Meg Ryan, Meg Ryan says it's so awful. There's no way to even explain how awful it is about the table. It was a bad the table. The wagon wheel tail. Yeah. Table. And then, tail. Fuck me, mama. And then my favorite. <laughs> with a Collab. wagon wheel. Fuck <laughs> yeah. with a wagon wheel. With, <laughs> yeah, not like a Macarena. Um, and at the very end, I, I'm sure Brandon has this whole monologue, but I liked how he said, oh. I, he says, 
I love that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. Oh, yeah. That's cute. I have the full monologue. He said he didn't. He kept the important parts, and then said he didn't keep the small things leading up to it. It's like that's it's important I know because the small of the things, things leading up to it. I have written down the last part, but I know all the small things up to it, which I will say. I swear to God, you don't he kiss swears. me right now. <laughs> you guys don't kiss right now. I'm not making it home. I'm running out of gas. I need you guys I to kiss for your the gas, gas money. money. I know. But if we kiss. Who pays him? Kelly. Right. But $5 is going to get you to Missoula? Well, no. I assume you guys, if you if you kiss once, you've already accepted the self-sacrifice of kissing 50 times. Was it like So a, if we kiss once, gamble you guys took? Kelly owes you $250? Yeah. So she never wins, is what I'm getting. If, she, if, no, if no, we no, kiss, no, no. She you get $5 every time we kiss. We, but she only gets $5 if we never kiss. So if Brandon no, and I both no, die, she, she gets $5. She never gets anything. But you have she keeps her money. Clear, she never, right. Kelly never gets anything. That's what I'm saying. It's a weird bet It now. It's not a up. bet. It's just a deal. Incentives. Yeah, it's, it's a contract. It's just yeah. a job. Kelly and I actually went to a notary. We notarized everything. Yeah. So, so this is a notarized contract between me and Kelly and whatever her last name is. Yeah. And uh, so what I'm saying is you, if you guys really care about me, you'll kiss right now. Because she legally has to pay you five $5. times whatever the amount of times we kiss is. Well, five dollars per kiss. Is, is that the same? But apparently, if we kiss once, it means we will kiss to a uh, fifty times. Well, if you, I feel like, like if you kiss we might once, as well. you already crossed that barrier. Yeah. You might as well make me a rich man and make Kelly have to take out a second mortgage on her house. I do feel like if I kissed you once, I could kiss you 49 more times. <laughs> that is... How how much does she have to pay you if we suck each other's dicks? That, that's zero. It's that's, not a kiss. That's a, a, a clause that we, we've not... Uh, a Santa out. clause. Yeah. The contract yeah. is null and void. It's a Santa clause. If you guys have sex, the, the entire thing is null and void because... <laughs> That's not what this is about. It's not not only not only has the bet transcended kissing, it's also ruined a marriage. Yeah. Well, probably. I mean, we would be into that. Just watching me. <laughs> anyway, well, uh, who's next? You finish okay. up your quotes. Right. That sounds right. Uh, this is after Harry, as his name, has shaved, or Dave, as we like to call him. Meg Ryan says. I like you without your beard. I can see your face. He says, it is my face. <laughs> um, she looked weird, didn't she? Brian already did that one. Uh, this is Harry yelling about the same coffee table we were just talking about. The stupid wagon wheel Roy Rogers garage sale coffee table. Blah. <laughs> he didn't say blah. <laughs> he turned to a vampire. He turned to a vampire. <laughs> He morphed so hard. He morphed into a, a bat and he flew away. And then Meg Ryan morphed into a bat and chased after him. So she was like, black. <laughs> That's their keyword. That's their safe word. Their safe word is what? Their safe word is turning into a bat and running away. <laughs> uh, this safe is, action. This is Brandon and Devin when Harry and Sally have both found other people and they're playing Pictionary and they're getting along. Brandon says, no! And Devin says, this is fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with our emotions like that? Yeah, they yeah. were pissed. Um, also, my, or Sally from that same scene, 
uh, Carrie Fisher's like, oh, Julian is great. And she goes, I know, he's a grown-up. They're all 32, 35 at this point. Like, they, everybody's a grown-up. They're not playing around. They don't need to specify that. Oh, this, okay, I miscounted. This one's not a quote, but after they have sex and she goes to the kitchen to get water, there's just, like, Excuse an you. apple on a plate in there. I don't know if that was <laughs> dinner that she had set up, but it, it looked really stupid. It's the only like, gripe that I have with the movie. The water she had available was just, like, an individually wrapped... Like, Avion bottle. Yeah, just a bottle of water in the fridge and even the sink or anything. But the apple on a plate, that's full. I don't know. Uh, last one, though. It's the season of giving. Oh, it's uh, Harry talking about Christmas. He says the season of giving, less widely known. It's also the season of groveling because he's trying to apologize for leaving so quickly after sex and calling her a dog. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You didn't mean and I'm finishing off. I've got two from the movie and seven from you guys. Ooh. I don't think I talked that much. You guys talked so much. I always talk This about is like that. the very end of the movie. It's Harry and Sally overlapping in their interview on the couch, but he goes, It was great. We had this enormous coconut cake. She goes, Huge coconut cake with uh, a, a tears, and there was a very rich chocolate sauce on the side. And Harry goes, Right. Because not everybody likes it on the cake because it makes it very soggy. And she goes, Particularly coconut soaks up a lot of the excess. And you really, it's important to keep it on the side. And he goes, Right. She's right. And it's just beautiful how it connects. Um, let's get into some of your guys' quotes. Okay. Seth, uh, does she know them or is she just enjoying the view when Sally pulls up to Amanda Ooh. Reese to end? Right at the beginning of the movie. Harry <laughs> making out. She's like, I love that too. watching for fun. Um, Devin, God, I love Louis Armstrong. Oh, I guess this is me as well. Well, why <laughs> don't you fuck him then? <laughs> it's mostly a Brandon quote then. Um, 11 minutes into the movie Marina goes are these people Harry and Sally and I go yes and so, <laughs> and they do be meeting right now they do be <laughs> I hope you got the fake one where Marina's like I think this is fake I don't which part was that Marina was like I think this is fake and I was like Marina this is movie <laughs> oh yeah, yeah that's right this whole thing is fake. Um, this is when Harry is moaning on the phone and Seth just goes, that's Caesar when he wants to go outside. <laughs> it is. I think I was like so in the movie that I like tuned you guys out because I don't remember any of these. Well, this is a conversation between it. you and Devin. <laughs> I don't know how you ended up on like Chef Boyardee, but you went caution contains ravioli. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember that was a bit weird. <laughs> That was before the movie started. No, that was mid-movie. No way. That was towards the end of it. No, because I was like, this is crazy. It says content's beer. Yeah. And then we said the earth is a ravioli. Because I was like, it'd be like, if you had a can of ravioli, it was like content's food on it. And then Devin's like, I have a theory that the earth is a ravioli. Caution contains ravioli. No, that was way into the film. There's no way. Yeah. Um, And then my last one from Seth is, my genuine laugh sounds like a bird getting strangled, but he kind of likes it a little bit. <laughs> Can I say that? Yeah. And then last one is like Harry's pouring himself out. I love it that you get cold when it's 71 degrees out. I love it that it takes you an hour and a half to order a sandwich. Mm. 
I came here tonight because when you realize that you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. Yeah. That's the part I put down because I couldn't paraphrase that. That's the part I almost cried at. Yeah, I, I did cry. It. Yeah. So good. Pretty good. <laughs> Lucas could take it. Very good. <laughs> With that intro. Luke is good, like, take the that intro, quote, right? but yeah, the black with the white, that, that shit, that won't be It wouldn't be as good without the black intro. That's, that's true, Sorry. Dan. Um, so that's going to end wouldn't quotes. Be itself. We're getting into ratings, starting with Lucas. Tomometer, this is a percentage. What do you think critics I think it's in a manometer? 9.4. 91 or 94. Why did they say 91? <laughs> I don't know. Lost in translation. Nice. 91. <laughs> what an idiot. Seth. Or no, Devin. 89. 89. Ooh. 900. It's not an option. Is that a 90 then? Divide. I'll put you into the 90 then. Do whatever you want, Brandon. 80, the right answer, 90, though. or 89, 90, and 94. One of you guys is so close. We're all pretty Fucking close. Lucas, I'm going home. It's Seth. Hey. It's 91 because I said the answer. Because ah. I read it when he said 94. I was, I like intentionally tried to throw the match. Oh, <laughs> interesting. Next is audience score. Lucas is percentage. not happy about this. Seth. Yeah. Audience yeah. score. What's up? Percentage. Ooh. Is the audience? Nine. Nine percent. Hundred. <laughs> I do. I respect it. Take it or leave it. All right. Fuck I'll go 86. 86. 89. One of you guys is right and it's not Seth. It's not 900. Oh. Or nine percent. It's fair. Either way. One of you guys is right. It's Devin. Oh, it's not Oh. Oh, and 89%. Right. I'd like to thank my mother for all the hard drugs that she pumped into the womb. And also, like, really to thank like, Kevin's mother. Yeah, yeah, it's like radioactive, you know, when, like, superheroes fall into radioactive waste and turn into superheroes? Yeah. It's like me, except as meth when I was in the womb. <laughs> yeah. Turned me into, into a, 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 like, a superhero. So your superpower is guessing room. critics' ratings and Lucas's power is guessing See, film budgets and knowing what the height of every celebrity See, is, besides I, Owen Wilson. You, You'd think so, but actually, my uh, superpowers were fetal alcohol syndrome and autism. Oh, shit. Shit. You got autism? <laughs> That's like a... That is a power. I'm not going to go. I'm not... I'm done ripping oh, for shit. I'm done ripping for this. All right, coming back to you, Lucas. We're on Let's the IMDb Metascore oh, out of 100. Not all over <laughs> Brand new couch. Eighty-eight. Actually, I think there's a piece sitting on the whole time. What? Metascore out of a hundred. This uh, is IMDb. Oh, this is a ninety-three. Okay. They gave it a ten. Ten. Hundred percent. Hundred. You want a hundred? No, you're locked in at ten. What's the max? What are we doing? Either way, you lost. Our winner today is Lucas. Yeah. It's a seventy-six. Ooh, lower. Close. And last but not least, we're doing an audience score on IMDb. This is out of 10. ten. Seth, you're ten. starting. 10. Yes. 10. Yeah. Yep. That's his answer. That's my answer. Oh, okay. 
Oh, this is a 8.1. 8.4. Our winner today is Devin. It's a 7.7. 7. So, critics gave it a 76 and a 91 for an 84.5. Audiences gave it an 89 and a 76 for an 83. This 77 and 91? 76 and 91. Oh, okay. And an 89 and 77. So an 83 and an 84.5. What are we giving it, Devin? Oh, this was a... John Lasagna scale. On the John Lasagna mm. scale. See, I've watched a lot of short films. And honestly, watching all these short films has changed my ratings on full-length feature films. Um, and I've become more harsh. So I'm saying... 7.1. Reasoning? Ooh. It was good. The dialogue was good. But I, I, I think uh, there were elements of the plot that were dragged out. Well, this movie is only an hour 35, so if it were technically less, five minutes less, or six minutes less, it would be considered a short film. Mm. So it's basically the shortest you can get for a live film, like a full 7.6. That's what I'm going for. Okay. That changed you a little bit. Wait, what I what I say? Seven point one. Oh, then yeah, I didn't change. I just forgot what my number was. <laughs> so really, you're just saying that you like short films more than full length films. No, no, no. You're no, no. seven point one to seven point nine are basically the same thing. Seven point six. I'm saying. Yeah. I'm saying. I'm saying that range is the same thing. You just forget about it sometimes. You don't really care what I'm saying. When you, like you watch, when you watch short films, you understand that that there's ways for cinematographers to reach a conclusion in a shorter amount of time and there's ways that people drag that out to make a feature-length film so what and you could make a feature-length film that doesn't do that but i don't think this is one of those films but it's still a super 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 good film i was about to say what five minutes could you take out of the film to make this better fucking kissing for 30 seconds <laughs> first of all i take that it made me so uncomfortable okay seth uh Give it like a nine, I think. Flat? Yeah, just nine flat. Okay, reasoning? Thought it was good. Uh, a lot of the cinematography we've pointed out already with the, the phone call scenes. Uh, really just the phone call scenes that were the... the they were amazing. The, the editing. Was there, yeah. The editing was really good. Thought the writing was pretty good. I didn't have any problems with it. And I, just with it being February, you know, any like actually decent, you know, love story... I'm a big fan of, not like the ones we've done this month. This <laughs> one, yeah, like this one I love. Uh, yeah, so nine sounds good to me. Lucas? Sounds good to me, too. I'm going to go with a 9.8 for when Harry met oh, Sally. Shit, that's yeah. crazy. I, I, I did love it a lot. I think it's on par with Annie Hall. I like the I liked everything about it just pretty much on the outset. I think it's a great interwoven story i think they're great performances i think it's sweet i think it's referential i love it yeah and i was somewhere between an 8.8 and a 9.5 i landed on a 9.3 after discussing it i cried i laughed so much my heart flooded the crying doesn't mean anything to me (laughs) but i laughed so much my heart was fluttering amazing directing writing like you said it's on par with any hall kind of this is a masterpiece, and for a rightful reason. So, we've got a 7.1, a 
a 9, a 9.3, and a 9.8 for an 8.8 average. Pretty good. That's probably good for it. We're gonna Actually, finish. this was uh, when Henry met Sally, not, not it. That's a Stephen King novel. That's mm. No, that's so. Misery. Oh, okay. We're all wrong. Did you say Henry? I don't know. <laughs> he did. I'm very... <laughs> when Henry met... When Henry met Celicia. Celicia. Yeah. And we're finishing it with some reviews. I've got some quick critic ones. First is Karen James. But Karen, C-A-R-Y-N. Oh, yeah. No. Go use the bathroom, Devin. Um, at the New York Times, they say, an often funny, don't slam the door, do it. An often funny but amazingly hollow film that romanticizes lives of intelligent, successful, neurotic New Yorkers. This is the sitcom version of a Woody Allen film, full of amusing lines and scenes, all infused with an uncomfortable sense of deja vu. I think that's a Woody Allen film in general, but yeah, I agree. Neurotic describes Woody Allen. And sitcom, too. Yeah. Next is by Rita Kempley at the Washington Post. Meg Ryan is Summer's Melanie Griffith, a (laughs) funny-haired blonde who finally finds a showcase for her sheer exuberance. Neither Nafe nor Vamp. She's a woman from a pen of a woman. Not some Cinderella of a working girl. I don't even know what any of that means. I guess the compliment. <laughs> I think so too, but she liked her. Seth doesn't know. I was disassociating again. No, okay. No. Yeah. Next is by <laughs> come back. Next is by David Anson at Newsweek. They say, not surprisingly, Crystal handles the comedy superbly, but he's too cool and self-protective an actor. Tork is a romantic leading man, and I feel that as a film of wonderful parts, it doesn't quite add up. Interesting. Was he that cool? <laughs> I've never thought of like casting a cool guy in a movie like a fucking Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. He's just kind of he's just kind of one-linery. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely his motif. I've never seen somebody be cool and be I don't know. I don't know. You already said what I was going to say, basically. Billy, Billy Crystal! Yeah. <laughs> He's not the ideal cool man. And last but not least is from Roger Ebert. Oh, shit. Big rug. Big rug. He says, yeah, thanks for translating. Reiner is one of Hollywood's... I, I can speak Sleepy Lucas. <laughs> Reiner is one of Hollywood's very best directors of comedy. I hardly know. The her. film was most conventional in terms of structure and the way it fulfills our expectations. But what makes it special, apart from the Efron screenplay, is the chemistry between Crystal and Ryan. Three out of four stars. Big Rog. Throwing a three out in there. Nice. I thought he was going to give it a four. Which is basically a nine. I think he employs half star systems too, so it's markedly not a four star. Oh. What? It's not he, important. Okay. He doesn't use half star, or he does use half stars, so it's a full, not three out of four stars, not three and a half. I feel like a, a five star system is too binary, which but is oxymoron go for the for the mean binary. System. But it's like it's, it's <laughs> it really is. 
feel like four is more binary though. Yeah, do people use the four regularly? Oh, they use critics. The four. Yeah. Oh, do they? You just missed one. Critics rave about the force. Force news. And last is user reviews. Go Songbird. Be safe. There were a lot of returners on here that I had to leave out. There were just too many. Parse through. We lost some Paul Hawkinson. We lost some Cosmas. No, I hate that guy. Jayboot the Miller. There's there's a bunch that missed the cut, but. Starting off is the little songbird. Hey, again? Of course again. She says, on May 30th, 2010, words cannot describe how much I love this film. There have been romantic comedies that don't quite appeal to me, but when Harry met Sally, it's just wonderful. It is for me everything a rom-com should be. Funny, witty, and charming. The screenplay from Nora Ephron got nominated for an Oscar, and so it should have. Uh, the direction is wonderfully astute and detailed, as is often the case with Rob Reiner. The New York locations are really beautiful, and the soundtrack is, in one word, beguiling. And, of course, the acting is outstanding. Crystal and Ryan are perfect together, while Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby give a real sense of edge to their supporting performances. Overall, a delightful romantic comedy. 10 out of 10. Mm, perfection. A 10 out of 10? She loves it. Wow. She appreciates good, good cinema. <laughs> Caesar had an accident. He died. Oh, yeah, he did have an accident. He's wearing a diaper. Hey. He's like, please give me love. I just got in trouble. Next up is by B. Bing. I remember this August guy. August 20th, 2015, it says, It took long enough. Nora Ephron's original screenplay was the only Academy recognition for when Harry Met Sally received when it was nominated. I think it's a funny film, but I'm not as big of a fan of it as some are. It's the story of Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan, who take 12 years and 90 minutes plus <laughs> of film footage to realize they are right for each other. I think the concept is interesting, but it is also... Um, but it's also good for maybe a 20-minute sketch as opposed to a feature film. Six out of ten. Hmm, the Devon argument. Idiot. Uh, um, Snoopy style. This is Seth. Let's hear what he this has is to Seth. say. Um, this has become the flag bearer for modern rom-coms. This movie asks one big question. Can a man and a woman just be friends? It has some of the most iconic scenes of all time, and none is bigger than the fake orgasm scene. Billy Crystal is quick and smart. It shows on screen and gives reason to why Sally would fall for Harry. At the time, Meg Ryan is about to start her reign as the rom-com queen. She is that maximum cuteness and quick enough to play with Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner. Nine out of ten. Nice. Nice review. A Seth review exactly on the number two. Thank you. Did I give it a nine? You did. Holy shit. I told you it was me. No one ever believes. Um, next by Mr. Fusion, January 20th, 2016. They say, I'm convinced that everyone should see When Harry Met Sally just for the orgasm scene. <laughs> I can assure you it's worth sitting through a rom com for, and it's a classic piece of cinema for a reason. Even if this isn't doing it for you, settle in for a banging Harry Connick Jr. soundtrack. Seven out of ten. 
know, which includes Louis Armstrong. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh. Big Rogue. No, that's Mr. Fusion. And next big is rogue. Lee Eisenberg. I'm Big Rogue. Writer of the Big Rogue. Writer of the Big Rogue, Lee Eisenberg, says, on August 20th, 06, I guess that most people can't think of when Harry met Sally without picturing the orgasm scene. Certainly that scene's a hoot, but there's more to the movie. And yes, my orthodontist sat at the orgasm table. Maybe that's not what people usually call it, but that's what I call it. Eight out of ten. Oh, he sat at the table at that restaurant, Cat's Diner. Who cares, dude? Bring the orthodontist into the, the movie review. You have to. Controversial. Whoa. They died. He died. You got to flip the back all the way up. There you go. Place it. There you go. Um, penultimate review is by www underscore sray asra 999. May 28th, 2022. They say. I think I am the only one to find this movie depressing. I don't know why, maybe because I can't tolerate cheating, even if it came from the heroes of the movie, or maybe the lighting was so depressing for me, or the whole atmosphere of the movie is just screaming the ugly truth. So if you get depressed really easily, like, I do don't watch this movie. One out of ten. <laughs> A one out, one of, out 10. of ten. If you get depressed easily. If I They're just depressed. Depressing, I think that's powerful in of itself. Yeah. If the movie has enough emotional charge to make you sad, I think that's that's valuable, and it makes it a good movie in of itself. It should definitely add to the score. Get depressed easily. It's a one. This movie made me sad. It's a one. What a weird <laughs> life to live. It made you feel. This movie made me feel things. I fucking hate feeling this. This guy only watches Dougal. And he thinks it's the greatest <laughs> movie of all time. Argument to be made. This guy would love Love on a Leash. Definitely wouldn't make him feel sad. <laughs> <laughs> and my last review today is by Bevo13678. Bevo. No, he's not a vampire. On November 2nd, 2020, Bevo says, Orgasmic. Probably one of the most popular Billy Joel movies ever. 10 what? out of 10. What a review. Billy Joel coming. That's classic Bevo. That is classic Bevo. So, okay. I don't think the orgasm scene was so fucking iconic. I, I, think the, I, don't, I think the orgasm scene was like mid-tier compared to the rest of the movie. The orgasm scene is great and adds comic relief for a rom-com, and it has one of the most iconic quotes of all time. I don't think it's good enough to be defined. Like when you think of the movie, I don't think it's it's good, a good enough scene to have been defined. If anything, I think the last scene is what the movie should be defined by. I do think it, the, it's a the great couch scene. scene. I don't think it no, adds the, the comic relief. Oh, so not the last scene, you idiot! Oh, the seventy-one degrees scene. So. Mm. But nobody's going to remember that over I'll have what she's having. That's why it's iconic is because it's easy. Well, we were talking about how that last scene is not so much mimicked as it is uh, paid homage to in shows like BoJack, where people are talking about the specific things about the person that everybody else hates, but they love because they love this person so much that they 
they love the things Except they hate about them. Yeah. So like that that has been honored in a way, but just not the same way that like remember remember that scene where she's pretend like pretend to have an orgasm and the other lady's like I'll have what she's having. I think it's almost more respectful to do it like to remake that scene in different ways in different mediums than it is to just you know talk about it. I get. I mean. So I in a way, you're like right. the reviews because they're all like the orgasm scene, and watching this movie, I don't think the orgasm scene is what only one of them. To me. Fuck How does the orgasm scene? But they all mentioned it. Three of, of the seven did. That's a lot. That's I was quite in a bit. the bathroom. That's a high No, you were in the bathroom for the four critic ones. None of which mentioned That's it. like 43. The seven critic ones, only three did, and one of them said, "Yes, that seems great, but there's way better." And the other one just said orgasmic. So really only one touted it. My point stands. It does. That my one point, out of 11 reviews, nine, more shakily if now, 9% of reviewers say hey, the orgasm scene is the best, that you need to watch it. That's a high percentage. My point stands. <laughs> shakily, but my, my point is, is swaying a little bit, but, it, but it's standing. My point well, is on stilts. Let's get to recommendations. Seth, are you recommending this film? Yes. Reasoning? What? Yes. Devin? Yes. Lucas? Yes. I don't yes, it's, it's a unanimous yes. Woo! This movie's not great. It's, it's a masterpiece. It's grapes. It's not grapes. Okay. Cool. And so that ends it <laughs> for the Love Labs. Um, and with that, it means in the next month, we're starting to do some random films. We're kicking it off with a... Uh, a Matt Damon somewhat actiony film called The Great Wall, where Matt Damon helps the Chinese build the Great Wall and fight off monsters. Ooh, yeah, I remember that. He's a master with he's a master archer. That's what we're doing. Monster yeah, monsters. that's what we're doing next. That's insane. <laughs> I'm so excited. Is <laughs> that part of the Love Labs? No, it's not. <laughs> it's the March Labs. This this will come out at the very end, because so. mm. we record a week early. I yeah. see. And so that ends it. Thanks for joining us for rom-coms. We hope you enjoyed. Like, subscribe, send us recipes, memes, um, eat a bag of dicks, send Devin some money, and we'll see you later. Bebo. Bebo. Love you, Gadoosh. Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.